Hi guys, we're looking at Atkins, Barbeau, Stanton, Hayes, Pleasance, Borgnin, Van Cleef and Russell. On this show, we're looking at 1981's Escape from New York. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of 100 Things We Learned From Film. I'm Mark Plant and I'm A number one. <laughs> hey guys, and I'm John and I'm B number two apparently then. <laughs> <laughs> I just, did I just sink your battleship? You really did, yeah. <laughs> right, okay, chance would be a fine thing. Uh, and we are the podcast that tries to learn 100 things from every film that we talk about this week, John, you have picked us a beauty. Yeah, it's about time. 1981's uh, Escape from New York. Not only that, not only have you picked us an absolute peach from the tree of cinematic wonderfulness. That doesn't work. I'm not going to carry on with that. <laughs> uh, but we have got a guest from the tree of podcast wonderfulness in the shape of M from Verbal Diorama. Hi, M. Hello, I'm Em, and I've escaped from verbal diorama. This week. <laughs> well done. <laughs> from, from, from that futuristic year of 1997. Oh, well, God, yeah. I mean, it, it was a very good year, wasn't it? Uh, it really was. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it yeah, well. Yeah, m- more on that later. Yeah. <laughs> What's your story then, Em? <laughs> what? Okay, so I was born. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Yes, I guess, I guess I'm talking podcasting. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I, just, I thought you wanted my life story. I thought, is, is this not yeah. right? This is your life podcast. Am I on the wrong show? Walk out with a big red book. Again, a reference for nobody, which is what this podcast does. A reference for yeah. the Belsons, that one, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay, let me tell you my story. So, <laughs> I am the host of the podcast Verbal Diorama. Um, my podcast is all about the history and legacy of movies you know and movies you don't. So, when I kind of talk about movies, occasionally I will talk about you know, little facts, little trivia tidbits, uh, all of that sort of stuff. So it actually leans quite nicely into what you guys do here. Um, And so, uh, yeah, it was a complete happenstance that I've actually turned up today because we never really planned (laughs) for this. Uh, I I had a bit of an opening because unfortunately another podcast had to cancel. And so I thought, oh, I'll see if anyone's interested. And... uh, Turns out several podcasts were. I mean, I don't know why. Um, but you guys were one of them and you you gave me a pitch and you basically pitched uh, this movie. And uh, I was suitably impressed <laughs> with that pitch. Okay. So I said, yeah, I'll come on. I'll come on and talk about this uh, this movie, this excellent uh, John Carpenter, Kurt Russell collaboration. I'm a big yeah. fan of this particular pairing. So, yeah, yeah here I am. It's... I- Kind of all kind of come about quite quick, but uh, I'm really glad to be here. And welcome you are too. Um, to be honest, yeah. I don't know about the pitch, but I think the movie did all the heavy lifting for us. It here. really this did, didn't a, it? It really this, did. This is a film of an age, which arguably would be a straight-to-DVD streaming <laughs> service film today, John. It's not <laughs> well, the kind of, you know, big sci-fi 
films aren't really you know they're, they're not they're not they don't really no. they do make them but they make yeah, them on the cheap yeah. and they throw them onto Amazon but a lot of them are big blockbusters bear in mind there was a lot of big Harrison Ford ones that came out with as a Butterfield and just they just the big blockbusters oh, but didn't actually game. make the money so Jeez, Ender's Game so that's the sort of that, thing we're looking yeah. at now it's either, it's either crash or burn. Like Starship Troopers and stuff, mediocre, but yeah. done really, really well. Whereas if they bring out big budget stuff now, it's really, really... Like Independence Day, the follow-up, Regeneration or something like it was called. It was absolute rubbish. Well, that's yeah, that I was think... a duff movie. It, yeah, it was. was. Rubbish. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's horrible. And, 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 I, and I think we've, we've kind of, from that little couple of senses, we've, we've discovered one thing, and it's about the filmmaker and there's absolutely mm. no doubt that Carpenter for his later sins was a great filmmaker and a very very consistent filmmaker and, yeah. and yeah, we'll, he was a we'll see that here yeah, well, vi- yeah visionary definitely. is visionary is extremely fair to the big man uh, so as you know we're going to run through the movie we are going to just uh, jump in with things as and when we see them as and when we've got them if we've got some things at the end, we'll try and pick up. But between the three of us, we will try and come up with 100 things that we have learned from this absolute beauty. Should be, should be a, a walk in a walk in the park, a walk in Central Park, a walk in Central Park, <laughs> a Christopher walk in the park. It's a walk in the park. Uh, yeah, okay. So we open in in the film with the theme tune that has been in my head all week. Yeah, it's a near I one, love this theme tune, and I've been humming it, and da da da, <laughs> da da da, and you know, walking through Newcastle City Centre the other day, and people are looking at me, going, "What's wrong with him? Has he got problems?" Yes, I've got problems. I've just been watching a John Carpenter movie. Uh, yeah, so you've got great. ninety-nine problems, but Escape from New York ain't one. Exactly, <laughs> that's exactly. absolutely right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the title says it's nineteen eighty-eight, uh, and the crime rate in the USA has risen. By 400%. Right. I'm going to start off here. The actual of increasing crime between 1987, and this is all crime re- reported in, New- in, in America, was, was 13,508,700. And 1988, which was 13,923,100, is a mere 3.06%. Why, John? As I say every week, must films lie to us? I know it's they're at it. It's, they, it's, it's, why? It's, 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 the, it's the retro Facebook. They're all lying to us. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I've started us off. We're on one. Uh, do you remember we're back in the day? One. I used to go through how many things we were on every few facts. Yeah, Jesus in Christ. one. Yeah. How how Thank we've God grown in that. eleven months? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I just say, you know, uh, yes. before we started recording, I said that I'd done some quick maths. Yes. That was actually part of my quick maths. Oh, <laughs> right. Oh, wow. Trumped. You stole it. You oh, stole I'm so the maths. sorry. I am but, so no, sorry. it's fine. It's fine. I've got some additional information. Ooh. Oh, excellent. Love would, you like, would you like some additional information? Oh, absolutely. Look, this is what the, yeah. this, yes, this, please, the, the name of the podcast okay. is 100 Things, and we're currently on one. So it, 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 it okay. all lies on you, <laughs> <laughs> so I also looked at the US crime rate in 1988 um, and I also looked at just the, because that was the total number of crimes. So that included robberies, it included carjacking. Um, and I thought to myself, well, maybe you wouldn't go to prison for a carjacking. I don't know. I don't know the rules. Um, but even if you just took the violent crimes, murder and rapes, that was 1.7 million crimes. 
The city of Manhattan currently has a population of 1.69 million people. So if the amount of crimes rose by 400%, it wouldn't actually fit in Manhattan because Manhattan will only take 1.69 million people now. Mm -hmm. So if we've got 1.7 million crimes, that's more in 1998, obviously, that's more than the current population of Manhattan as it currently stands. So the, the size of Manhattan in 1988 would actually be smaller so even with the 400% rise, creating a wall around Manhattan to build a big prison would be enough. actually be 400% less. Jesus. <laughs> the people. Um, I mean, I, I'm not a mathematician. I'll, I'll just preface with that. I'm not a mathematician. I'm crap at maths. However, I kind of feel like if you've got an area that can take 1.69 million people in 2020, because it's 2020 figures, um, and there's 1.7 million crimes, then you've actually got a surplus of criminals, maybe? No. <laughs> you've still got well, Liberty I mean, Island. you still got a wee bit of Liberty Island in Hudson. I suppose. <laughs> not everyone needs a home, do they? They did give them an option for, uh, for, for, for cake Loved or it. death at one point uh, yeah. as, 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 as he's uh, approaching. You know, the, the, next, uh, the next boat over is in two hours. Cake or death? I've got that. Uh, <laughs> uh, t- termination, or, uh, termination and creation. Yeah, so I assume that maybe let's just say ten percent of them did that. It's still well out of your. It's still well, well, yeah. you know, out of that figure anyway. So thanks for that, Vorderman. We yeah, really appreciate your hard work. I don't know if that's classed as a fact in a sense that uh, it's well, kind of more of a theoretical thing. Yeah, well, we we we, we stopped calling them facts. Yeah, we stopped calling them facts about five And 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 now we we hang very heavily on the word things. Okay. So yes, <laughs> it's certainly it's it it's it's uh, yeah. It's not like ten million bicycles in Beijing, which is a fact. Well, it, it since you have thrown in a fact, I'll need to throw one in as well. Now I feel kind of out of place now. So in the opening credits, the voiceover narration was Jamie Lee Curtis, uncredited. Fantastic work. There you go. She got out of the. No fog, reason I knew that. <laughs> it's pretty much and do that. Who's we? Uh, we uh, Michael Myers. Yeah. Yeah, but she hasn't though, because they're still making those movies. I know, I know. Still, make- Rachel's really excited about this new one. But I cannot be excited. I am so, oh, I am so oh. over it. Oh, sorry, I've got my hand up. Like I don't got my hand up. <laughs> can't see you. Can't Who? see you. Excuse me, sir. Sir, I've got one. Um, I've actually got a, a link to Halloween. You've just mentioned Halloween. Yep. So um, it was co-written by Nick Castle. He yep. was the guy who played Michael yep. Myers. Yes, he was. Yeah, yes, he was. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well done. Good Another work. Thing we learned. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it on the list. <laughs> they talk about the fact that Manhattan, as we've said, is a prison for the whole country, not just for Manhattan. Um, and yep. once you go in, you don't come, come out. out. They've set it up, as I said, to the distant future. The distant future of 1997. Things that happened in 1997 that are not documented in this film because this film is not real. Uh, February the 27th. <laughs> I hate to break it to you guys, but it is true. Not, oh, not, not, no. Not I know, yeah. Um, I hate to piss on the parade, but that's what it is. February the 27th. Divorce becomes legal in the Republic of Ireland. Uh, take that, Henry VIII. It only took a few hundred <laughs> years longer. Um, March the 9th. Biggie Smalls was murdered. Oh, Biggie. Yeah. Tony Blair wins the national election uh, in Britain on May the 1st. Things can only get better, as I recall. <gasps> oh, I remember that. That's oh, not aged well, has it? That has not <laughs> aged well at all. 
<laughs> things no, are going to get better not. until we bomb innocent Iraqis. Yeah, Obviously thanks, the, um, uh, You've got Professor Brian Cox in D-Ream as well. Yes, they do. <laughs> you have. He is our least favourite Brian Cox. Uh, we on he the really podcast is. We've got, we've got a definitely we have a team Dundonian character actor Brian Cox. <laughs> we're big. We're big fans of shenanigans and Manhunter, which is a great movie, of course. And finally, yeah. in 1997, I think this one's kind of sad. The death of Catherine Scorsese. Do you know who Catherine Scorsese is? You can probably guess. Martin Scorsese's mum. Martin Scorsese's mum. And where do we know Martin Scorsese's mum from, people? Martin Scorsese. Don't say Martin Scorsese's uh, Oscar speeches. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She is uh, Joe Pesci's mum in Goodfellas. You know, she's making the pasta for them when they turn Mm -hmm. up with the the guy, the shoeshine guy in the boot. Uh, And uh, she's the Um, one with the pasta. I've actually never seen Goodfellas. Oh wow! Right, okay. Put put that on the list. It is. Yeah, say, it's a lot of fun. It's it's certainly yes. cinematic. It's a, it's a, it's yeah. it's a, it's an I'm, important I'm movie not, cinematically. I'm not a huge um, mobster fan. I mean, I don't oh, you think many like people it. are You'll fans of mobsters. Of <laughs> I'm, I'm not <laughs> yes. a fan of mobsters in real life either. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but, Mafia. <laughs> if if the descendants of the craze wanted to sponsor your podcast, they could. Is what you're getting at. I suppose I have to say yes because it's the mafia, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, I mean, are they going to make me an offer I can't refuse? <laughs> <laughs> well, one would hope so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, all you need to do is ask them for a favour on the uh, the day of their daughter's wedding. It's dead simple. I've <laughs> seen the films. Um, but she died at the age of eighty-four. I think she's absolutely unforgettable in Goodfellas. She's the one with the painting of the bloke with the dogs. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just sitting here. What the fuck do you want from me? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Again, this is falling on M's dead ears, this one, because it uh, it's not... Uh, she's never seen it. not a film she's seen, and that's fine. Hopefully, some of our li- <laughs> at least one of our listeners goes, oh, yeah, I'm aware of that film. The, which is the all thing is, I'm fully, I'm fully aware of the fact that people listening are going to now judge me based on the fact that I've never seen Goodfellas, and they're probably going to think... I'm not going to go and listen to her podcast. She's clearly full of shit. But, and, but, and honestly, I am full of shit a lot of the time. Um, but no, I've. Uh, please don't take this as judgment against me. Uh, I really am a very nice person, honestly. Uh, and my podcast is great. Honestly, absolutely. it's really good. I, I, I'm a patron. <laughs> I, I, I know that. I, I, um, I, 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 I slagged off Tron last week and I'm still dealing with that. So, you know. Oh, I've never uh, seen that yeah. either. Oh, it's a load of old bobbins. <laughs> what a load of old shite. Uh, don't get me started on E.T. either. But that's, that's a different show. Uh, so this plane is flying in. Um, and... There's a helicopter. Oh, there's a helicopter. First of all, this helicopter blows up this raft of escapees, which yeah. is absolutely 100% Brexit Britain 2021. <laughs> if Pretty Patel had her way, she would be on board that like animal mother in uh, <laughs> in the Vietnam movie. Uh, doing um, that. To be honest, at first I thought it was a documentary on Pretty Patel. Um, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't until I realised that I was actually watching a 1981 John Carpenter movie. Because genuinely, <laughs> I thought right. this is. This is what's happening in the English Channel right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Liberty Island is a security control. And here's this character, Snake Pliskin. Talked about the, the options of Terminated and Cremated or Go to Manhattan. I'm taking Terminated and Cremated. What about you, Pear? Yeah, definitely. I had to go there. 
feel like it's not somewhere that location, location, location would go. <laughs> you know, if, if they were scouting property in the Manhattan area. I mean, they wouldn't, <laughs> would they? Phil and Kirsty would be staying far away from this place. I mean, you mm. look at the, the, the state of the buildings. I mean, I bet there's no natural light in any of those, uh, <laughs> in any of those properties. Um, I bet the resale values are crap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your neighbours are just probably going to be criminals. I mean, actually, they are going to be criminals. Yeah. Are you really going to want to live in the in the Manhattan area in 1997? I mean, I, I can't really speak for Phil and Kirsty, but if they were here, <laughs> I kind of feel like they would tell people to stay away from Manhattan real estate in yeah. 1997. I can certainly speak for both Phil and Kirsty because uh, she's an upper middle class tosser, doesn't follow lockdown rules, and he's a fat tongued idiot. But right, Kirsty, <laughs> uh, I, I, I work in I work in uh, in the property industry, so uh, I, I have opinions. I have he's opinions. Opinion. I'm not. I'm not for this. <laughs> Uh, right, Vlad, before you go ahead, I've got, well, I've got a couple on here. So I've got the some of the areas that were locked off. So they've said something about um, Harlem River. Mm-hmm. There's a blockade through it. So I was just wondering how long that was. Eight miles, the Harlem River right. is, and it's 400 feet wide. Liberty Island is only 12 acres, and it was previously known as Badlow Island. Yeah. And the sculpture itself, the Lady Liberty herself, is actually called uh, Liberty Enlighten the World. I didn't know All right, this. okay. Uh, that's, that's the actual name of it. Okay. That's my facts just now. Uh, bring me your huddled masses is what it says on her on her book, which is hilarious when you consider that uh, there's probably about thirty percent of the USA want to build a wall at the moment. Uh, what happened to that yeah. wall, by the way? Where did that go? I know. Oh well, I mean, I've I've been hearing all sorts of stories recently about. Uh, I was actually listening to another podcast. I know a sacrilege listening to another oh. podcast, <laughs> um, but it was a podcast about GoFundMe, and apparently there was uh, a GoFundMe to build part of the wall. I'm not even yeah. joking. You people wow. could go on to GoFundMe and fund part of Donald Trump's wall, Shit, and wow. people did. People did. They went on to GoFundMe and funded the wall. It's the most hate, ridiculous pile of shit um, yeah, that I've ever heard in my life. Just um, just on the Liberty Island thing, mm-hmm. um, this was actually the first film company in history that was allowed to shoot on Liberty Island. Oh, right. Uh, wow. And also at the Statue of Liberty at night. Oh, fantastic. So this was the first production that was allowed to do that. That is interesting. Manhattan Island, by the way, uh, the smallest of the five boroughs. Uh, it's got three main areas, Lower, Midtown and Upper Manhattan. It was settled in 1624 and is 59.1 kilometres squared. We are rocketing ahead, friends. This is looking very, uh, very tasty, this. Very tasty. We barely even started the movie. So we're at this this Liberty Island security control, as I say. Lee Van Cleef, right? Now, John, when you think Lee Van Cleef, obviously you think this movie. Do you, what Do you think of him from anything else? Well, I don't think him rocking up in a limousine. I, I was just wondering about that. <laughs> so a bit with, with his, his earring in. Just, he's just it rocked up not, in his limousine. It is not in keeping with the movies and, and TV shows yeah. I know him from. Uh, uh, I remember... 1977 Lincoln Continental, by the way. All right. Oh, well spotted. Sorry, just, I, I've got the cars. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've got the cars from 1970 Lincoln Continental. I know he's going to remember the name is because I think we've seen it in a previous show, like the other right. ones, but yeah. Okay. The, Lee Van Cleef. 
the the favorite things of mine that are, that I remember him from are the fantastic Angel Eyes in the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. He is the, mm-hmm. the titular bad, of course, which is probably in my. It's definitely in my top two favorite. But I, I bounce around between this and Once Time in the West as my favorite. Mate. Kind of okay. cowboy movies. They're, they're great. I love them. And uh, actually, it, the scene where he's he's you know he's playing the accordion. The, the accordion. He's not playing the accordion. He's playing the mouth organ. <laughs> if he's playing the accordion. It'd be a very different. It would be a I bit know. more of a comedy scene. Um, that's really grim. And in fact, I've I, that I've got to get that on 4K. I'm, in fact, I'm going to go and order that with my Batman and Batman Returns uh, 4Ks that I'm ordering tonight that's going on the list because i'm so excited about that but i also remember him in the master did you watch the master as a kid john no 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 he, he was uh he was the he was literally a master oh is that uh, Le- the one yeah. with grasshopper where he needs to lift yeah, up the thing that's the one he was yeah. he was the master yeah, lee van cleef was the master no yeah. there's, way. A, there's a bit where he's jumping out of a helicopter and it's basically kind of like two feet off the ground God. and i've yeah, got that mixed awful. up with monkey magic now you've yeah, got me all no. All there over the there place. you go. That's that's <laughs> references for nobody except for Ian at Cult Connections. It was, I think it was, called, it was, was it not called Kung Fu? The, the program. Uh, oh, I'm mixing them up. Then that was Kung Fu. But yes, he was the master in the master. Cool. It, he was the right. titular master. M is lost <laughs> here. <laughs> if I could see Emma's right, face, it would be compl- she would be completely zoned out. What? Sorry, on earth I, are these uh, I nodded off for a second there. I thought you that? might. Yeah. <laughs> the master, not Doctor yeah. Who. The master. <laughs> This plane, this David 14, has been spotted. It's in it's in their airspace when it shouldn't be. They can't see Not a trick or uh, Yes, yeah, I know that. Yeah, uh, what, what, what plane is it, John? So, it is, a, is it a Boeing 747 um, Air it Force is. One? Air Force so One. So, I've got a few facts on that. Tell me. If you if you want to hear. So, um, Air Force One came into play around about 1962 with JFK's administration. It was the first jet specifically built for the president. Its estimated cost, this is nine, two, sorry, 2018, its estimated cost to run per hour is 187000 Um wow. There's a doctor on board at all times. Air Force One uh, doesn't have any parachutes or escape pods because of the slipstream, and and it's got anti-missile tech, and it's bulletproof. So what happens if the president needs to escape? Nothing. uh, Apparently, there's nothing they can do, because if anybody tries to get that plane, because it's it's size, because it's, it's... I think it's like it's, it's they're trying to say it's nuclear proof, which obviously I don't understand. But it, the, the technology involved in, in the weight and or the arm around it makes it it's one of those planes. If you step out, then it would, you would just get ripped along with the the flow of it. So nobody can use any external anything to get out. Wow. So I haven't had the plus one. They're done. I, I I assume they every time they travel they travel with an Argentinian rugby team so that if they crash in the mountains the president can eat them. <laughs> They've got some to eat. <laughs> was, was that a live? I knew that was coming. Jesus, scared the crap yeah. out of me. That what I learned about Air Force One is the traffic control signal for any plane carrying the president was created in 1953 after a plane carrying President Eisenhower entered the same airspace as a passenger jet or, or passenger plane as it wouldn't be a jet at the time using the same call sign. The 1997 Ooh. film Air Force One starring Harrison Ford uh, made $315 million dues off of an $85 million budget. Bet you weren't expecting that, were you? You didn't expect that one to be thrown in. 
little is that, is that the one where Harrison Ford is like, get off my plane? That yeah, one. that's, that's exactly that. the one. Is that it's Gary Oldman rubbish. and Shinbin as well? Gary, Gary Oldman's Russian, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know why. The plane's <laughs> not going anywhere. Didn't have to be that quick. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's exactly the one. I... John, have you seen that recently? Is it does it bear up to a rewatch? Uh, no, I've not. To be honest, I, I, I think I gave up with the Jack Reacher things a while ago because I know Jack Reacher, the the, the, the that character, the, the, the um, I think Chris Pine. That, that's it. Yeah, Christopher Pine played him, and I just couldn't get on board, so I just stopped because I, th- I think they've just ruined it. Mm-hmm. So I think at one point they had um, what's his face? Him, it's got it with JLo. He's done one as well. Is it Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck. Uh, t- yeah. T- yeah, I know the one you mean. And, and listeners. Yeah, so he's played the character as well. Li- so. li- <clears throat> listeners of slightly older than us are screaming <laughs> at the thing going, it's uh, some of it's all fears. Some of all fears. That's it. That's you the one. Knew it. Yeah, I knew it was there somewhere. I just, I, just, I just thought it was going too far. It's just, yeah, I didn't enjoy it. So they discover that this plane... <laughs> Has been hijacked by, and and I know I know what you're thinking, John. My favourite, my favourite party, the Liberation Front of America. Right? <laughs> Is it not the Liberation People's Front? We are the soldiers of the Liberation Front of America. No, no, you've got them mixed up. They're the splitters. They're not the they're not the same ones. And they uh, and she keeps saying we're doing it for the workers, and it just brought a tear to my eye. Comrades is beautiful. I love it. Get it right up, yeah, America. Did it get you right <laughs> and, there? Oh. And our fifty percent of our listeners are American, and they are tuning out right now, um, or they're waiting until I slag off the fact they've got no uh, pri- no public health care, and then they're going to tune out because that seems to happen every week now, doesn't it? Um, yeah. But yes, they are. They've struck a blow against the racist police state. That's Johnson's Britain for you, there, folks. I'm telling you. <laughs> The president, though, uh, M. Did you spot who the president was? Donald Pleasance. Donald Legend. Pleasance. What do we know Donald Pleasance from? Great Escape. Uh, oh, the forger in the Great Escape. I love him so much. Halloween. Uh, yeah. A lot of old. Oh, he's uh, Doctor. He's Doctor. I was going to say Doctor No. Um, James Bond villain. He's done it all, yeah, man. He, he, was, he was a prisoner of war in. Uh, um, he was a prisoner of war. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he wrote a children's yeah. book called Scouse the Mouse. All right. Hey, I'm Scouse the Mouse. <laughs> and he was originally chosen to play Blair in The Thing. Oh, really? But oh, scheduling well. prevented him from doing it. I'd love to know. Oh, I, didn't, I couldn't quite find out what he must have been filming at the time. I'm thinking possibly Phenomena with... Young oh, Lassie that's from... the Dario Argento. Uh, it is the Dario, Dario Argento one. Argento, yeah, that's I, the guy. Yeah. With um, Jennifer Connolly. Jennifer Connolly, that's the name. I always struggle with Jennifer Connolly's name. Thanks, Em. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. Right. And his Scottish accent in that is as bad as his American accent in this. <laughs> oh, well, the big's like, yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd, he does, I, he's got a British accent on purpose. Yeah, yeah, and that's because I, oh, really? I, I was reading up on it. Because right. the only reason I was reading up on it is because... Are you stealing my fact? No, no, no. I'll, 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 give, I'll give you the fact. Fight, 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 The only reason I looked up your fact is because I just wanted to see what the prerequisites are of becoming an American president, and I knew he knew he was English. So yes, please feel free to tell us your facts. <laughs> no, <laughs> now I feel bad. Now you've secretly made me feel bad, and now I feel like I've got to give it you back. No, 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 please, please, please. Because please. I want it. It's mine. Um, yeah. So I do it the, weekly. The Don't worry about it. Has a British accent on purpose. <laughs> because apparently, in this scenario, the US has rejoined the British Empire. 
So the United States is oh. part of the British Empire in this version of 1997. And apparently Donald Pleasance was pitched, this particular president, as the love child of Ronald Reagan and Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> I loved it. I was oh, loved it. what? <laughs> That is, oh, that is just, oh, I, 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 feel, I don't just feel a little bit sick. Oh, my God. I mean, two of the yeah. most oh, reprehensible human beings to have ever been in any kind of office. Oh. I thought it was a good pitch. It was a good pitch by John Gabbard to try and explain that away. I thought it really worked. It's quite funny. No, I, no, that's great. No, that's fantastic. But, oh, I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> Oh, that's... <laughs> Don't have nightmares. I'm glad I've uh, just remember, this is <laughs> yeah. dystopian, not real 1997. Exactly. Just, just so you know, Mark, it's not real. Just, it's, it's, it's okay. I, you're fine. You're, you're okay. I, I would, I'd, I'd rather live in the Mad Max universe than that. That would be, you know, I'd, you're going to assume there's no petrol left. Well, exactly. There's no petrol. <laughs> We're going to have to be going to Gastown for our uh, petrol soon in the exactly. water. Oh. Yeah, that's fine. That's, abs- that's absolutely pleasant, fine. Pleasant. Uh, luckily, I don't. <laughs> uh, bullet- Bagsy the Bullet Farmer. It doesn't end well for him, does it? Anyway, enough. Uh, it's it's not one of our previous episodes, no matter how many times I pitch it, but I know it's one of M's and it's one of my favourite. <laughs> yeah, it's one of mine so. and it's one of my favourites as well. Great movie. Yeah, no, it's such a beautiful brilliant. film. They take the plane down, but Pleasance is in this fucking egg, right? Pod. He looks like yeah. Mork from Ork in this thing, yeah. doesn't he? Nanu, nanu. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he says... God save me and watch over you all. Basically, fuck you lot as long yeah. as I'm all right. I was uh, like, wow. Uh, God loves me, you're all fucked. <laughs> That's right, yeah. This bit was quite jarring, and I've talked a little bit about about 9-11 in the past. And, you're and reading my mind. Like, you're yeah, reading, you're reading my, mind. my mind as well. This, this plane was so close to hitting the I Twin know, Towers. that model. It, was, it, that it model. hits like a building in front of them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought, you, I was really jarred by that. I think we all thought the same thing there, because yeah. we were just looking to the left at where the Twin Towers were as soon as that model came up. I thought, oh. Yeah. And, and the fact it's a hijacked plane as well. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's 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 kind of really eerie, isn't it? If you oh, watch yeah, this yeah. movie after 9-11, it's... Yeah. It, and especially with the fact that the 20th anniversary wasn't that long ago, uh, as yeah, we're yeah. recording this. Um and yeah, to see to see it be so close was actually a little bit upsetting for me. Yeah, that was, um, was the same. Because obviously it's so fresh in our memories at the moment. There's been quite a few documentaries, because I've been watching quite a few of the 20th anniversary documentaries as well. And I just, yeah, yeah it really, it's too, it's too really close to the bone. Yeah, 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 yeah. too close to the bone. Especially as well, I mean, this was 20 years before. And it was, it was when I was watching it, I just thought to myself, I'm so glad that they didn't take a decision to fly into the... And yeah. trade towers because I'd, oh I'd have been like a Simpsons I, thing, wouldn't it? I think, yeah, and and I think we would have had a different cut of the movie, oh, arguably yeah. today, if that was the case. But then at the same time, I did think after that happened, we would never see that Simpsons episode again, and and we did eventually. It took them a few years to put it back mm-hmm. on TV, but we did see that that episode again. Um, yeah, we very quickly saw the episode of Oh look, Princess Die! Oh no, it's just a pile of old rags, which I, I do 
think about any time there's a pile of washing in the house ready to go in the washer. Uh, and uh, it's maybe not very fair. Uh, although quite timely, considering that uh, Jon uh, Christian Stewart's going to be uh, Stewart. Apparently Diana Spencer. Some, uh, looks fan- no, she looks award? fantastic. I've seen, I've seen yeah, yeah. pictures. Yeah, she looks, really she and looks also like Princess a really good Diana one. died in uh, 1997 as well. Oh, she did. Yeah. Jesus. Well, well, oh, well I'm going to add that to the. I'm going to add that to yeah. this because why not? I remember when well, I was on both roads. those occasions. I remember where I was when she died, and I remember where I was in nine eleven. It's just like things that just really stick me, isn't it? Uh, and I know this isn't a fact for the podcast, but Princess Diana died on my birthday. Oh wow! So I that... always remember that day because mm. it was what it was, was my birthday. birthday. And I turned on the telly. I was looking for cartoons, uh, <laughs> as you do on your birthday, uh, as I used to do every day. Um, and it was just wall-to-wall news mm. about a wow. crash in Paris. That's Everybody not a happy birthday from, for Emmett Vibel Diorama at all. <laughs> at all. Well, I, I, was, I was hungover in Kosaith. <laughs> That's all I remember. Funnily <laughs> enough, I woke up. I was I had not long not long been of drinking. In fact, I wasn't of drinking age. 97, I was still 17. Um, I woke up after a night in, in the pub, uh, and I always used to sleep with the radio on, and I woke up, and um, the the radio was talking about Princess Dad. I was like, what? How hungover am I? I went downstairs and my stepmom was watching TV. Princess Diana's dead. Oh right, okay, that's interesting. I <laughs> just get, kind of carried carried on my day. Just I don't know. What can just, you do with that? Yeah, just didn't. Compute. Didn't, I, I, yeah, I think we were all in a. All three of us were in a position where it seemed to be a a, a minor. I don't mean to be unkind, but a a, a, a minor. You know, problem for us. M didn't get a cartoon. So it probably didn't help you sober up. And it certainly didn't help me find my breakfast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I also uh, remember my my pe- my mum actually told me off for lying because she was in bed, and I, I was like, <laughs> and I was like, Mum, something's happened to Princess Diana, and she was like, Stop lying. And I was like, I'm not lying. She told she told me off for lying. Because I think I think she thought that I wanted to, her to get up and you know make yeah. a special do breakfast and, and all of that, and, yeah, yeah, and do presents and things. Because it was quite early in the morning as well. Uh, she was a little bit like, "What are you doing? Stop lying!" And I'm like, oh, "Was that lying?" So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boo! <laughs> I, know. I was not a habitual liar. I know that sounds like I've done <laughs> a lot. Children, so she obviously ch- thought that I was lying. <laughs> children like to make stories up. The World Trade Centre was a complex of seven buildings, which I didn't know. It was just the two. Opened in 1973, the Twin Towers were Tower 1, 1,368 feet. Tower 2, 1,362 feet. I hope somebody got fired for that blunder. Why wouldn't they be the same size? (laughs) They were the tallest in the world. They're not anymore, but of course they're not anymore. Fucking hell, Mark. They they were usurped by the, 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 the couple of the big towers in China and the big one in Malaysia. Um, uh, at the time, they cost $400 million to make, which today would be $2.27 billion. And in 1993, everyone seems to forget this, they were bombed. Uh, 1,500 pounds of explosive uh, in the North Tower underground car park. I was going to say, I I, th- I thought that really kind of rang a bell when you said that. Yeah. And I remember, because I, I said about watching documentaries, in one of the documentaries that I was watching, it mentioned about there was a car, not, well, not car bombing, but it was a bomb, uh, bombing in the underground car park. Mm. Um, yeah. Which, because that was a terrorist organisation, Um no, it wasn't Al Qaeda, I don't think, but it was. I think some someone affiliated with Al Qaeda, I'm sure. 
Wow. But, well, I, I, mean, might, well, I might just be making that up. No, no, it's, it's easy. Look, it's easy. It's easy Obviously, to do. Obviously, clearly, everyone thinks that I lie now. So they send these choppers in after him and they find the empty pod, uh, but he's not in it. And then here comes this ghostly, deathly character. What's this guy called, John? He's Romero. He's amazing. I think his character's just that's everything every, all his movements everything is just so strange he's, he's kind of like a insect movements isn't it he's yeah there's a, a scene where he's getting off a train later on and he does that whole thing with the captain thing and i'm thinking yeah what is this guy on yeah do you know he's anything about this guy? the most memorable character like, oh yeah definitely. One of the most memorable characters I... and to me as well and i don't know if either of you guys kind of picked this up he kind of feels very kind almost queer coded Yes, there's yeah. something about him Absolutely. that kind of registers yeah. as maybe a queer yeah. character. Yes, yeah. uh, and that, but, that's very forward thinking, or, or we're just seeing it with 2021 eyes. If I hope we're not, I hope that was I hope that was how it was, for the want of a better word, played. There's a, there's a later scene at the very end when when he's got the cap on. That's the only time you actually see him as like or he talks like a normal person, whereas right. everything else is either. Yeah, he doesn't give much away either laughs or he just, Mm. even the way he takes off his sunglasses is just really strange. His his laugh as well, it's like, ha 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 ha. Yeah, it's like a cackle. Really, really striking. It it took me back to last week's episode, John, with the the character at the end that they killed, Nirvana. He had that similar kind of laugh in Death Wish 2. And it it was, I was kind of like, where have I heard this before? Well, I'd heard it three or four times watching Death Wish 2 last week. But yeah, he he's named Romero, John, and you told me why why he's called Romero a few weeks ago. Oh, uh, so Israel, there's, there's his name is his name is Frank Stamboldi, but apparently he's called Romero because um, John Carpenter wanted to name some of the characters in this after horror yeah. directors. So there's Cronenberg, there's Romero, yeah. and I'm sure there's is there Alan as well. I'm sure. There is, so yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's, those that's... those two have aged all right, but the Alan one a lot less so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I assumed it was after George Romero, just generally, because yeah. you don't hear the name Romero very no, often. No, just yeah. like you so... don't hear Cronenberg. Uh, Cronenberg, yeah, Cronenberg, yeah, Cronenberg. Cronenberg. Yeah, straight away. Yeah, picks it straight away. Um, so he, he he comes up and he's got he's got the uh, he says, oh, you know, he's not here. We've got him. You get in the air in thirty seconds, or he dies. You do anything, you kill me. Uh, and he dies, and they're like, "Yeah, well, we don't believe you." He pulls out this kind of little parcel, doesn't he? And it's got the, with the it's got the finger with the ring on. And all I could think was the big Lebowski. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I could, uh, I can get you a president's finger, dude. I mean, there are ways you don't want to know about it, but I'll get you a finger by this afternoon, <laughs> presidential ring and all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is that so, that presidential thing is a is an actual thing? There's a presidential right. coded okay. ring. So I was looking it up. Apparently, the the the, the design of it changes per um, per president. But yeah, they've got a, a sort of presidential ring, which I didn't think was an actual thing. The um, the the Trump one had three Ks on it, right? I was just going to say, was was Trump's just a pile of shit? <laughs> I much, yeah. A big a big ruddy orange face and a big man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> see, see when Romero first came out. See going back to that character. See when he first came out and he started talking. But after the laugh and when he started talking, is it just me or did anyone think that it seemed like Michael, Michael, uh, Michael 
is it Michael Bean? Michael Bean. Fit, um, oh, a little from bit. Terminator. From Aliens and Terminator. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, he was, he was he... really young in the Terminator, mm-hmm. wasn't he? He was extremely young. Yeah. He was maybe only 21, 22. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really I, young, I, the way I, he came yeah, across. Yeah, I would go with that. His Kyle Reese kind of mannerisms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't pick that up. I mean, obviously, I've only just done Aliens um, mm. on my podcast, Herbal Diorama, available <laughs> in all good podcast apps of choice. Um, but, um, yeah, I, uh, I I never picked up a Michael Bean it's the only way he was talking and the way he was because and especially in Terminator when he's talking sometimes he does this thing with his mouth and he, to make his voice sound deeper mm. and I think he was the way he was speaking so directly to him I, I, it was only just probably just with, with the way he was speaking but yeah I, I was getting some some uh, bean vibes good spot yeah I, I can't, I'm kind of getting that now in, in now you've mentioned it while we're on Aliens, I actually have kind of a, a James Cameron link All right. for this movie because he was actually the special effects artist on this movie, James Cameron. Uh, oh. He rendered matte paintings uh, yeah. for this movie and he was also director of photography on this movie, the actual James Cameron. Uh, oh, wow. He's credited on this movie as Jim Cameron. Oh, I did spot uh, Jim Cameron. I didn't put two yeah. and two together. Yeah. yeah, it's the James Cameron of Aliens, now available on Verbal Diorama. That kind of blew me away a little bit because I yeah. didn't even realise that James Cameron was involved in this movie. Yeah. And yeah, he is involved. Well, those those matte paintings, it wasn't filmed in New York, of course, uh, other than it the, the Liberty Island stuff. Yeah, St. Louis yeah. And, uh, and California. Uh, LA. Oh, is um, it? Is it Saint, we call it St. Louis, but I think it's called St. Louis. St. Louis. Louis. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> they, they, they basically bugger off back, don't they? They're like, we're not taking any chances. Let's go back. Yep, they're running for it. Um, so they're going to try and, and, and rescue. He's explaining to the vice president is Van Cleef. Uh, he's called he's called Hawk, isn't he? So it's not it's not spelled yeah, Hawk, Hawk, but he's called Hawk. Um, mm-hmm. And he's he's saying we want to rescue the president. I've got this idea. Can I can I rescue the president? Yeah. And then you see Pliskin. You've only seen the back of his head so far, and then you see him here in shadow, kind of chest up, and it's brilliant. There's some really good use of light in this and then he, he kind of steps mm. forward and, and sits down and and you see a bit more light and he, he lights a cigarette and you, you know you, you see the kind of the light yeah he's reading Hawk's got a gun as well he pulls, he pulls out a little stub nose does, yeah. um, Smith and Weston well spotted <laughs> uh, model 10 Excuse me. He's, he's, he's yeah. reading a list I'm of snakes. I'm allergic to bullshit. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, allergic, you're allergic to the guns. <laughs> I used I used to be like you, Em. <laughs> now, now I'm a crazy gun nut. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's reading a list of kind of all the great things that snakes done. He's got two purple hearts. The purple yep. heart, not to be confused uh, with the purple-headed trouser snake, is the uh, oldest military <laughs> <laughs> that is still presented to American service members. It looks now as it did in 1932 when it was introduced. John F. Kennedy. Are we talking the about the Purple Heart still, or are we talking about the, the, the purple headed <laughs> trouser snake? Uh, uh, I've got a purple headed trouser snake. Uh, that's my John F. Kennedy impression, which I'll never do again. Uh, <laughs> it's awarded to a member of the American Armed Forces who has either been wounded or killed. You're right, as a serviceman, um, armed forces, Navy, Marines, but also Coast Guards can get it as well. All right, wow. Uh, I didn't know that. I Fantastic, unless unless uh, the unless they're in the uh, the English Channel 
and then they just get told not to rescue people that are drowning. Um, yeah. Anyway, still, still, I'm still stuck on that, guys. I'm still stuck on that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he flew over Leningrad and Siberia. Of course, we all know lots about Leningrad, but for the listeners at home that don't, uh, changed its name back to St. Petersburg in 1991. It's the second largest city in Russia with approximately 5.4 million residents. And it was founded in 1703 by your boy, Tsar Peter the Great. Tsar. Huzzah indeed for the Tsar. And Rasputin, who was, I believe, Russia's greatest love machine, if Boney M had to be believed. There was a cat who really could swing. What? Never really got that. Why Why mm. would you do a song about a mad monk who they tried to murder 15 times in the 70s to a disco Because they could get it to rhyme. They could get it to rhyme. <laughs> and then that Christmas, we had Mary's Boy Child, which uh, is uh, still regularly thought of. Anyway, moving swiftly <laughs> on. They've got to get the president out in 24 hours, and they're going to give your man Snake a full pardon if he manages it. Sounds like a good deal yep. to me. They explain as they're doing this... Q branch bond bit of shit, which doesn't really last long enough. They they go over this big pile of weapons, like loads and loads yep. of weapons, and then the next shot, he hasn't got a bag, he hasn't got anything to put them in. He's got like all he's got is a couple of guns in his kind of uh, his, his his cargo short pockets, and I expected him to kind of have this whole armory of of weapons in a in a duffel bag, but he has already going to dump. Hakazmo with him, but um, did you, and the scene obviously with when when. He approaches him when Hawk approaches him. He's just been transported because he robbed a Federal Reserve. Yes. Yes, he did. So that was all shot. The whole thing was shot. Ten minutes of it. It showed you the, the sequence. So John Gabbard's in the special. It shows you that sequence. And it's basically him and his partner robbed the, the, the Federal Bank, get in a train, get from one point to another, and then we get out the um, the police forces there. So they shot the whole lot and they, then cut it. What for time or for, for I think it was continuity, but plus it probably would be better just for him just to arrive. I don't, I don't know if they wanted him to have a backstory because yeah, everything about Snake Plissken is like, oh, I thought you were dead, so there was no backstory to him. So maybe that was giving yeah. him a wee bit too that, much away. That's my favourite bit of the whole film, by the way, where everybody <coughs> says to him, "Yeah, I know you, you're Snake Plissken. I thought you were dead." Like everybody dead, says, I. "I thought you were dead." Like, okay. <laughs> That whole kind of robbed a Federal Reserve thing was 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 great, and there's kind of little bits of eke out as the movie goes on. Yeah, they mention these crazies that live in the subways of the underground, and if this was a video game, which I think this should 100 percent be a 2021 video game, I really do. This would be an amazing, great cinematic video yeah, game. It would be, like it'd be a, super. Like a I love thing. every minute of it. I would I would pay top money for it, um, and and it would it, it would be perfect. They they talk about the crazies that are under the under the ground that are kind of they live yep. underground and they come out and they scavenge and we see a little bit about them later on. They put two explosive charges in his neck arteries, which are going to go mm. off in twenty two hours. But when he returns, they'll neutralize them. It's the carotid arteries, and there are two types of carotid arteries: the internal, which supplies blood to the brain, and the external, which supplies blood to the face, scalp, skull, and the neck which is when you get embarrassed, so you go all red. Thanks very Aww. much to the external cotteroid arteries. Thanks, guys. <laughs> they send him in this little uh, the glider. Well, it looks like oh. a glider. Go on. 
Uh, do you want the, the guns that they were giving him, um, he got a, oh, yeah. some machine gun Mac 10, which we've seen before, uh, and a Smith and Wesson 67, which he gives to Maggie later on. All oh, right. So okay. that's the guns that are on Sweet. the table. Okay, nice one. Uh, they give him this this guy. It looks like a little glider, and it's it's much more than just a glider, isn't it? But they send him in this little thing, and he lands on the, the roof fire. of the World Trade Center. And they go, <laughs> "Don't worry about it. The lift's still working. It will get you down to the fiftieth floor, and then you'll have to do the rest." I thought, "God, I'm exhausted yeah. just thinking about." <laughs> Oh, and, and that's Definitely. going down. Imagine, imagine how shattered you would be going back up later Gosh. on in the movie. And also, Wait, before hey. we started recording, uh, we we talked about the the length of this movie. That it's, I was quite surprised actually that it's a ninety five minute movie. Mm-hmm. Just imagine if we had to follow exactly <laughs> half an hour up the stairs, down fifty flights of stairs, <laughs> and up fifty flights of stairs. You'd be like, Jesus Christ! This movie's four hours long, and the majority of it is him going up and down stairs. <laughs> like this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It sounds it sounds like a, an Andy Warhol movie, doesn't it? <laughs> just just watching a man go down fifty flights of stairs for four minutes. <laughs> Life imitating no, art, art yeah, imitating to the, hard work. To, 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 to the to the music of uh, of Nico and the Velvet Underground. In fact, I'd quite enjoy that. I, I don't know why I'm kidding. I, I'd be well into that. <laughs> he, he hits the streets and he finds Air Force One. There's nothing left, really. And and everybody yep. else is is dead. Is this tracker is brilliant? I love this tracker. It's so nineteen eighty one. It's it's like the, it's like the size of a fucking shoebox, and it's yeah. just got like twelve <laughs> rows of lights on it or something. And he's literally yeah. just got to follow it. It's fantastic <laughs> with this red light. He follows it to this theatre, right? And he goes into the theatre, and the guy that I think was selling tickets or drinks is passed out. Mm-hmm. He just walks in. And there's somebody behind him doing something else to another body, which you yeah. couldn't see. And, it's a bit weird. And it's, it's basically RuPaul's drag race going on in there. It's this drag show, <laughs> these guys in dresses. And it's it this, I mean, soundtrack-wise, it's great. And I've listened to it four or five times this week. But this song, I looked up the lyrics because I, 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 I was kind of like, this this song's weird. I can't quite figure out what the lyrics are no matter how many times I watch it. Um, it's called Everyone's Coming to New York. I'm not going to sing it, but it's To the cop with a gun, the Big Apple is plenty of fun. Stab a priest with a fork and you'll spend your vacation in New York. <laughs> Why are you stabbing a priest with a fork? I guess maybe he's, I don't know, paedophile, deserves it. Um, <laughs> rob a bank, take a truck. You can get here by stealing the <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else there. Yeah, I bet Robert you did. <laughs> it, it all counts. Have a really good time. <laughs> this, this is bliss. It's a lark. Buddy, everyone's coming to New York. No more Yankees. Strike the word from your ears. Spin the roulette. There's no op- more opera at the Met. It's really kind of like, it's really badly, mm-hmm. specifically, I think, badly written. To be like that. Um, this is hell. This is fate. It's now. It's your world, and it's great. So rejoice, pop a cork, buddy. Everybody's coming to New York, and they repeat it over and over again. I, right. I, and I know those aren't. You know that 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 it's not going to win an Ivan Novello. Oh, Ivan Novello, arc at me. Oh la di da. But <laughs> I think those lyrics are so much fun, and and it's just it's quite blatantly been written by some criminals. And they're now performing this little song and dance show. Yeah, and I love so was that, that for the film. I, I just, then, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's um, 
Yeah, it's written written specifically for the film. Brilliant. It's fantastic. And I could probably listen to that. I'm, I'm going to find that on Spotify and I'm going to add that to my liked songs. <laughs> I think at some point Good we'll do jogging. a podcast Spotify list of all the songs we've talked about eventually. Who does he meet in the theatre? Cabby. Cabby. Love that, love Who's that Cabby? Character. Uh, Ernest Borgstein. Ernest yes, Borgnine. I, I love yeah. Ernest Borgnine. I what when I was what, from 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 uh, was it, is it the helicopter Airwolf from Airwolf I wasn't well? thinking Airwolf but yeah that'll do yeah put that cello down and get an Airwolf <laughs> uh, great <laughs> thing um, yeah no I um I I love Bad Day at Black Rock which is where he won his first Oscar uh, right. as the bad guy in Bad Day at Black Rock Spencer Tracy movie which I cannot recommend high enough. Um, Spencer Tracy plays it as a man with one arm as well. Uh, fantastic way of opening a packet of cigarettes with his teeth. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a film I saw as a teenager and has always kind of sit with me. It's a real kind of film noir in a, in a small town, kind of outside from a small town. Uh, Ernest Borgnine served 10 years in the US Navy. He was married to my friend Ethel Merman, uh, who we know from previous episode Airplane, <laughs> where she plays herself. <laughs> uh, in 1964, he was married to her for 32 days. And in his 1978 autobiography, he dedicated a blank page to the marriage. <laughs> what a legend. Ain't that something? That's something. Oh, and I man. think this is probably fact of the episode, for me anyway, of my facts. In 2007, uh, in an interview with Fox and Friends, spit, he was asked the secret of his longevity. He said, I don't really want to tell you, but he was caught whispering into the mic, I masturbate a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Dead now, of course, which uh, which is sad. I guess time just ran out for the old cocksucker. Uh, (laughs) Another movie we'll we'll cover when we finally figure out what's going on with sport movies. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So Cabby's kind of does the whole thing, doesn't he? Oh, you're, I know you, you're Snake Plissken. I, I thought you were dead. No, we're not. Yep. Uh, and he kind of heads downstairs. He says, no, no, don't go down there. <laughs> says, you don't want to go down there, Snake. Um, he, he finds this guy beating up the president. You can see this arm oh, but, hanging uh, but before that is, is a few scenarios. Few yeah, scenarios. it's nasty stuff. What do you say? Uh, not, not the one, not, not the obvious one with the, 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 the punks, but the, the old guy who tr- offers to clean his shoes. What's and that? Then, oh, they're nice shoes. Yeah, yeah, real nice shoes, mister. But did you notice who it was? No. I, I couldn't think who it was. Who was it? Because he, it was really he, familiar. He's the old guy that's in um, Wedding Singer when you go into the bar. Get yeah. out! Yes, that is! It is him! <laughs> oh, <laughs> jump boy! Wow! Well done! In the bag. Bye bye, birdie. He looks so familiar, and I'm like, I know him. And then I just, I just pictured him as being really old, and that came to my head. So well I, I done, that check, so. man. Well <laughs> done, that man. Fact of the fact of the show, fact guys. Of the show. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's a good one. I was really racking my brains. I, was I like, know he's, he's so familiar, so I, familiar. I, I, yeah. I didn't recognise him because he wasn't ancient. Um, I think true, it's the, true it's the This guy that's getting beat up, he knocks this guy out. I mean, this guy is going to ten. him. He's, 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 as we would as mm-hmm. we would say in, in the north, paggering him. He's absolutely yeah. paggering him, and he, he knocks this guy out. And he sees that that the guy that that's, that's being beaten up uh, isn't the president. He's like Mr. President. He's going, I knew it. I knew as soon as I put this on, that made me the president. <laughs> now, president. now, 
Do you know this actor, either of you? So, no. he's, he's been in a few things, but uh, he's, he's directed yeah. as well, is he not? Uh, well, I'm not so sure about that. So, you've, you've picked something I haven't. But George Bookflower, he is, he's in loads of Carpenter films. He's the bum in They Live. He's a bum in The Fog. God, so he is. He is so he also is. the bum uh-huh. outside the town hall <laughs> in Back to the Future. Oh, God, yeah, so he is. that's who he is. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. definitely is. Um, he's, he also plays a homeless person in that Wishmaster movie, which I know you've seen, John. That night he's, he's been oh, pigeonholed, but yeah, I've watched that. We love yeah, Wishmaster as well, and in fact, <laughs> Wishmaster is going to be a future episode because oh, I, I love Wishmaster. It's so stupid. It really <laughs> also, is. It really you is. Know the, you also, know the bit, if you're uh, sorry, if if you're an actor, say you know you decide to go into acting, mm-hmm. wouldn't you just hate to be typecast as the homeless the guy or the bum? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, you've, you've got a face. We, we need a character who's homeless. Yeah, yeah, we'll get that guy in. He's always homeless in a movie. <laughs> that just I, must be so depressing as, as an actor. I'm never going to be a tentpole attraction in a movie, M. I I am happy with being. No, but I think you should one. aim higher than homeless guy on streets. You know, I know maybe, maybe go for, I don't know, shop assistant yeah. or something. Okay. He's been, he's been stereotyped. Higher. Goon, goon number four. Nah, <laughs> I got one line as goon number four, <laughs> zombie number five. Yeah, <laughs> but yes, yeah, you 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 know him out of lots of things. Oh, hello, Jess. Here come the crazies. Snake's heading out into the street, and these crazies start coming out of the subway. He rings through, and he says, "Look, the president's dead. We found the tracker, and it's just on the bum from Back to the Future." And he says, no, you've got to keep going for him. You've got to keep trying to find him. Okay, fine. He heads into this chock-full-o-nuts store. You know me, John. I love a product. If uh, yeah, don't worry, I've had a look as well. <laughs> chock-full-o-nuts is a coffee brand. You can buy it mm. in the supermarkets. And the name comes from the founder. He had nut shops, <laughs> nut shops in New York City in the 20s. And in 1929, during the Great Depression, he changed them to coffee and sandwich uh, shops where you mm. would pay five cents for a coffee and a sandwich. Man, well, I wish I was paying five cents for a coffee and a sandwich I know, today. I was going to say that. I mean, inflation, it's a bastard, isn't it? <laughs> it's exactly. a bastard indeed. I was going to say that's like that, that £50 a month room that uh, Chuck Bronson got last week. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, final point on that is... Uh, chock full of nuts does not contain any nuts. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's false advertising. I know. Well, yeah, you would think so. They should maybe call it chock full of beans. Yeah, Although or not, would... not chock full of nuts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. chock, chock full of coffee? Chock, yeah. chock, chock full of things that aren't nuts. <laughs> chock full now of legumes. I've got uh, I've got a little fact about uh, the girl in Chock Full of Nuts, who's credited mm. as girl in Chock Full of Nuts. Yeah. That's uh, Susan Hubley, yeah. and she was married to Kurt Russell at the wow. time. Fantastic. So that's Kurt Russell's then wife. Yeah, and he just leaves her to fucking die. I know. She, what she's marriage. another one. She's another one that says, oh, "I I thought you were dead," and she's like, "Yeah, get get me out of here," and you know, I I I can be useful and. These crazies come in like through this cardboard floor and just drag her down, don't they? I know, it's really, it's actually really distressing, isn't it? Yeah, it's she quite brutal, isn't it? It's like, gone. Yeah. And yeah, he's like, it's uh, really scary. He, he did j- try and save her, though. 
Oh, he does oh, kind of try. He didn't even try. He took his hand in. And then he goes, ah, yeah, but Goldie Horn's waiting for me. So no, he wasn't even going. He was trying to get his cigarettes back. That's why he's got his hand <laughs> yeah, in that hole. <laughs> no, Goldie Horn was probably standing off camera giving him a bit of a wink, and he was like, oh, look at her. She's tasty. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll go for her instead. Well, John let's Gar- be honest, I think you would. John, oh, Ca- oh, you would. Yeah. Uh, John Campton was married to Barbo at the time as well, was he not? Yes, yeah, yes, that was my was. other fact. Stealing my fact again! Sorry, sorry, <laughs> Em, my bad. Yeah, sorry. that uh, John Carpenter was married to uh, Adrian Barbo. Adrian Barbo. Is it too late for me to say I wouldn't mind getting into Private Benjamin's privates? Is that no? <laughs> okay. really? uh, Private Benjamin's a great movie. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a lot really of fun. Is. That's kind Early of really Goldie Horn is, like, I kind of find that someone like Goldie Horn, you, you can maybe sort of make an argument for Cameron Diaz, perhaps, as like a more modern... You know, yeah. 90s Goldie Horn. But yeah. Goldie Horn, like, you know, late 70s, early 80s. I mean, the beautiful girl, really funny. You know, there, oh, there she was had no all, one yeah. really like her. You know, no. she was quite... And she still is, obviously, I have to say. She still is incredible. Um, mm. But, yeah, there's nothing, nothing like early 80s Goldie Horn. You... if. Any, if any any man or woman was uh, Kurt Russell at the time, you would absolutely want to go out with Goldie Hawk. Oh, of course yeah. you would. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if she fell off a boat, I wouldn't kick her back on. <laughs> <laughs> Have either of you seen that remake of Overboard, by the way? No, oh, the I, I, I Anna Faris do it. one. No. Yeah. yeah. I can't yeah. can do it. Can he do it? I love I loved Overboard. It's just such a good film. So I'm not yeah, going to. It's, it's, not gonna it's bad. It. Although we do we do on this podcast we love we love Anna Faris. We we're Team Anna Faris, aren't we? Actually, over yes. Team, um, over Chris, Team Pratt. Fucking, te- over Team Mario. <laughs> oh my God, he's going to be Mario! Oh I can't believe he's going to be Mario. Hmm. Fuck off, Illumination Films. Just get <laughs> out. He's yeah. He's. Uh, I kind of he's... feel a little bit like when you're casting. Surely you read the room. When you're casting some, yeah. you know, your big Mario movie, um, yeah. and I feel like they just haven't read the room no. when it comes to Chris Pratt. The, the point I made to Rachel was it, it, it's it's almost as if it, it's almost as if they don't realise this 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 film company don't realise that that there's a world and a law around this character that this character mm-hmm. is yeah he, he is Italian. You know, know. he is Italian. Oh, no, I thought he was English, like Bob Hoskins. No, yeah, he's Bob Hoskins, yeah. God rest his soul, Bob Hoskins, his greatest role, apart from Who Friends Rabbit, of course. Um, As as Mario Mario. Let's not forget, in that movie, his name was Mario Mario. Mario Mario. And his brother was Luigi Mario, which is one of the greatest naming conventions of any character ever. And he's he's also... He's he's English. He's 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 white English, and his brother is played by a, a, a Latino from Puerto Rico. Is it, is it John Leguizamo? Uh, yeah, yeah, John Leguizamo. Yeah, who? We, yeah. We, we I, I love that. I unashamedly love that Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, it, so it is the, you know, it's the first time Emma, I went to the cinema and walked out utterly disappointed. It is the first you time in my out life. Of Super Mario uh, no, 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 no. I walked out at the end of the movie. I oh. stood to the end of the movie because I was a kid, and two pound thirty was a lot of money to me at the time. Um, and <laughs> And yeah, no, I was, I, I still, and I tried to watch it recently and they sexualized the mum, the auntie oh, yeah, yeah. out of Harry Potter. And I'm yeah. kind of like, I'm not yeah. in for that really. Although she does look hot. <laughs> no, she does look hot. I mean, it's, 
it's one of those movies that I think you either have nostalgia for or you don't. You don't, yeah. Uh, I have totally. big nostalgia for that movie. So I know it's crap and I know a lot of people hate it. And again, I'm not really selling my podcast here, am I? Absolutely, <laughs> in any shape or form. Not seeing Goodfellas, clearly a habitual liar. And uh, I like Super Mario Brothers. Uh, you know... Good. Uh, I might as well leave right now, you know. <laughs> it, it would be slightly better if um, we had uh, Mario. Another guest? To, well, <laughs> to, to, if we had Mario Mario in Goodfellas. I mean, the naming convention works within the, the whole thing. <laughs> so why not? It, all the Italian listeners are now turning off going, hey, I'm going to forget about it. Or something I don't know. <laughs> he escapes these awful kind of loonies by shooting through he, he, he climbs up into this building and he shoots yep. through this wall right and then he dives <laughs> through the and it's quite blatant no it wasn't even that John it was polystyrene <laughs> I know I mean it's just it would but... float away in a little breeze yeah, but and you can see where that. Kate Beck, you, you can see where Kate Beck and Sale got an idea to shoot the floor <laughs> out in the uh, underworld, didn't you? <laughs> oh man, I, I, I tried to watch that recently. I think I told you. You said we, oh, we could do Underworld. I tried to watch it. You I, do I it. got, I got forty minutes in. It's just <laughs> awful. It's, it's like that Van Helsing movie. What is it with Kate Beck in Sale action movies? They don't work for me at any level. I know. It's because she's a beautiful woman and she wears tight clothing. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Because she's got to wear corsets and everything. And what does that Van say Helsing? about me? <laughs> Means you're dead in the inside. <laughs> it means you're not going to be getting a purple-headed purple-hearted monster. That's right. Um, he's running away, and Cabby turns up. Cabby's really good at fucking turning up. Oh yeah, man. He's, he's he is real kind of. He knows where everybody is. I think everyone's got this tracking thing that Cabby's got. Everybody's got a Cabby, and so, so I like these Cabbies. Uh, 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 1974, it's called a checker taxi cab, so uh, the Yellow Taxi Co. Yep. created them, or created a business That's right. uh, in 1920, but before that they were doing illegal mobster stuff, which takes us all back all to right. the mob. Wow. So before um, 1920 they were doing some illegal activities, but yeah, they were properly formed in 1920. And that's when they paved paradise and put up a parking lot. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. he... I was going to say, uh, Cabby is like, what, Deus Ex Cabiner or something like that. He like, <laughs> always turns up at the opportune moment, doesn't he? he? Does when yeah. he's needed the most. He does indeed. <laughs> nice, nice reference to bring yourself I back like to that. being a proper I like film that. podcast. She saved herself. She saved herself. Because we're, we're habitual liars with a shit podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Please listen. He, he, he's got this. He's got this sunroof that's not a sunroof, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. And he opens it up and hoys this Molotov cocktail out at yeah. them and then just drives off. The Molotov cocktail is a term coined by the Finns. You're aware of them. What? They're the people of Finland. During the Winter War, which was versus the Soviet Union between 1939 and 1940. You won't be surprised to hear the Winter of. Uh, the name was um, a pejorative name referenced to the Soviet foreign minister. And I'm about to uh, build a butcher this one. Virishlav <laughs> Molotov. Oh, that's that's actually quite good, I think. Yeah. Also, I think... It- it uh, it uh, it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Because when you said it's coined from the Finns, I was a bit like, doesn't it sound Russian? And then obviously you said Soviet <laughs> Union, and, and then I realised you weren't a habitual liar, and you weren't. Because 
because I was going to step in and go, actually, Molotov sounds Russian. Are you not lying right I'm now? Not. I'm not, but I am a habitual but... line stepper, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is a reference for nobody. Um, so Cabby explains that Duke has the president. He's the Duke of New York. He's a number one. And this is another one of these things that keeps getting mentioned. I love it. Uh, I love it. Cabby <laughs> takes Snake to the library to meet Brain. Mm-hmm. Now, the library... St. Louis is again. Oh, Are yeah, they... absolutely, yeah. yeah. But the library is supposed to be the New York Public Library, which is on Fifth Avenue. It opened in 1911, and it's the same library, and you both know this, that featured in Ghostbusters and The Day After Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, really yeah. like that Day After Tomorrow film in spite of myself. I know uh, it's, it's rubbish, terrible. and I haven't it's seen it in maybe about mm, exactly. 15 years. It's, but I... it's a movie that you switch your brain off, and you just enjoy. Yeah. I'm going to sneeze again. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm fine. <laughs> Gesundheit, yeah. She's allergic to wolves on a ship, <laughs> like Jake Gellin. Oh, that I'm allergic that... to Roland Emmerich. Yeah. Uh, aren't we all? No, I'm, I'm not going to sneeze. I'm not going to sneeze. Um, so... They go into the library and Adrian Barbeau lets them in. She's called Maggie. This 80s hair was very my stepmom's hair. Was it? My stepmom's right hair looked like this in the 80s. I bet that dress wasn't your stepmom's dress. Though. I know. It certainly was not. <laughs> certainly was not. There is no chemistry between her and Russell at all. There is there's nothing. And I know she's a good actor because I've seen her in a lot of other stuff. So I know it's mm. not down to her. I can't up thinking it's down to some, something in the relationship. Which is weird because I was watching the doc, uh, the commentary with John Cabernet. He says that he wanted Snake Plissken's character to be quite a sexual person. Because he's obviously wanted to be like the, the a Western. He wanted him to be the, 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 the man. The and man he wanted to the, 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 the All that sort of thing. But um, but yeah, I felt that as well. Even the, even the girl in the chock full of nuts... Chemistry was there, it was it flowed well, yeah. she really went for him. Whereas with Maggie, it was like, what? There's, there's nothing. Yeah. I don't feel like. and, Could it not and, be that that's literally like the boss's wife? Which well, is true, but brain, yeah. brain is. <laughs> yeah, I, no I, think, I, think, I think you're right. And there's a little bit more chemistry between brain and her, I think. Yeah. So that's Arguably. what I'm saying. Brain's over brawn. Oh, right. Oh, I see. Very good. I missed that. Yeah. Um, brain, he's like, okay, brain. And he's like, Harold. Harold Hellman. And they're like, Harold? <laughs> You're called Harold. I know. Great actor, by the way, John. Who was it? Yeah. Harry Dean uh, Stanton. Oh, well oh. done, Emma. Hey. <laughs> that, oh, I know that teach you because, John yeah. and I know Alien. that because uh, <laughs> Verbal Diorama has not long released uh, an episode on Alien yeah. as well. No way. Movie. Yeah. Where can they find that episode? <laughs> uh, if you go to Verbal Diorama on your podcast app of choice. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing a lot of Alien movies recently, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've actually got another Alien reference to come later. <laughs> All right, wow. Okay. Cool. He as well. Um, never. I, 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 Rachel said, as, as she always says in these instances, he was never young. And then she looked him up. He was fifty-five at the time. He died only uh, four years ago, at the age of mm. ninety-one. I didn't realize he was ninety-one when he yeah, died. Yeah, he was in. Yeah. He, was, he was in one of the Avengers films. As, uh, Who is he in Hulk... one of the Avengers? Films? So, and, and the... In the Avengers, he's the guy. Uh, who, you know, when the Hulk lands on Earth, he's the guy who gives the Hulk a pair of trousers and a shirt. So he, he is! Yes! 
Yeah. Oh, well done. Yeah. And also, uh, I know because I know that he was in his fifties um, in in Alien because he was one of the older members of the cast. Because most the majority of the cast in Alien were in their forties and fifties. The men were forties and fifties. Um, the women. So Sigourney Weaver was twenty nine mm-hmm. when uh, when they made Alien, and Veronica Cartwright was thirty. And all of the men were forties and fifties. And Harry Dean Stanton was the oldest. One of the older ones. Yeah. That mm. cast, by the way, I mean, this is a cast, but that cast, yeah. by the way, Veronica Cartwright's great, uh, although she's she's much better spitting out uh, cherry pips in The Witches of Eastwick. Uh, <laughs> that's a great movie. And um, oh, what what a cast that is. Tom Skerritt. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Yafet Koto. God, I miss Yafet Koto so much. I had mm. the chance to meet him about five years ago and I didn't take it. And You're it's going to be one of my regrets. It's always going to be one of my regrets. I love it. Yeah, because he passed away, was it last year? Or yeah, year last year. Yeah. Ju- yeah, Famous Jew. Famous Jew, Yafet Koto. Really? Uh, I didn't yeah, know yeah. That. You wouldn't think so of a man from Nigeria. But no, he's, uh, he's I think, fourth wife and final wife. He, uh, I, oh, I, don't know what, I don't know what it's called him? when you, 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 you take on that particular religion. Uh, convert. Yeah, yeah, I guess you convert. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking conversion is what you do for Catholicism, but it's what you do for any religion, I guess. No, I think, yeah, I think it, yeah, you can convert to any religion, I think. Um, but no, I, yeah, what a tremendous, tremendous actor. Obviously, yeah. Darren, mm-hmm. Harry Dean Stanton, tremendous. Yeah. Uh, Alien is just phenomenal. That's a great yeah. movie that we're not talking about today. No, we're not. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. No, it's just, it's what we do. It's, it's what, it's Sorry. what we do. No, we'll, we'll go off in tangents. What, what movie? talking about again uh, oh, we, I, I think remember. we're talking about uh, the thing right uh, yeah oh, I've done an episode yeah. on that as well sorry <laughs> or diabetes um, uh, Harry Dean Stanton agrees to take them to the Duke and show them across the 69th Street Bridge which is mined and he's got a map for where the mines are right and, yep. and I'll, 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 I'll get to why that pisses me off a little bit later on. <laughs> Went the 69th Street Bridge? Well, you well, no, tell us about the 69th Street Bridge, John, if you want. It's, it's a railway bridge. Apparently, it's not a real bridge. The bridge that they used was hired for a buck. And uh, yeah. once it finished, they sent it back. But yeah, look at the 69th, the 69th Street Bridge, and it's a, a railway bridge that's yeah. uh, abandoned. The, it, the 69th Street Rail Transporter. Mm-hmm. did exist until it fell into the river. It's now <laughs> half submerged in the river. Uh, I didn't know the thing about uh, costing a, a buck. Ah, sold for a buck. Ah, it's a buck. Yeah, and St. Louis, again, he pretty much rented or bought it for $1. Don't know how to work on it. And then once he'd finished, he sold it back to the um, sold it back to them. Smash him. They head out and it's like, can you hear that? That's the Duke. And it's it basically sounds like uh, low rider, you know, oh, all yeah. my... Friends, no, the oh, low rider. The, the, the Fresno Bob part. The, oh, the, yeah, the, the he says, yeah, you were, you were there with yeah. Fresno Bob. And you messaged Fresno me Bob. to go, oh, I'm learning about Fresno Bob. I'm looking Bob. up Fresno Bob. Right, but okay. it turns out, Fresno Bob, there's a backstory. So give me a bit of a backstory. So Fresno Bob, uh, Fresno Bob was captured by the USPF um, and brutally tortured and killed because I think Brain pretty much left him and Snake Plissken in Kansas in the lurch. Right, okay. it, he was tortured and murdered. Bastard. Harold brain. is Harold is a shit. He's a is a slime. Um, and this is this is how I initially got M's attention for this particular episode because I sent you M the gif of the car arriving <laughs> yeah. with the chandeliers and the, and you went <laughs> yeah. I 
I, I, I know what that is, but I can't place it. What what, what are you proposing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to pick me up in this thing? <laughs> I was like, yes, we're going to sort this. And you went, oh, uh, I'm listening. <laughs> I mean, you see, I thought that's what I thought that was payment for me coming on this podcast. Is that is that not the deal that we made? I'm, that uh, we're giving we're giving you a car with chandeliers. Yeah, uh, yeah or, or a badge. We'll give you a badge. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, we'll send you a badge. We'll send you we'll send you a spotter's badge. Reference for nobody. Um, yeah, so he turns up with this, and I, I love this, and I think I, I tried to show Rachel this movie, and, and regular listeners will know it has to have subtitles, and I bought the Blu-ray pretty early into the Blu-ray release, I think, for this, and it doesn't have mm-hmm. subtitles. All right. The Blu-ray mm-hmm. doesn't have subtitles, so we streamed it. We, we, we bought it just for streaming streaming sake this time, so Rachel could watch it and appreciate it a bit more. Um with the with the subtitles because it's a really bad. Or, I mean, the digital the, the digital transfer looks great, but the audio transfer is shocking. And so I'm not mm-hmm. gonna I'm not gonna go UHD unless they've really worked. Unless I know they've worked on the the audio. Um, but she really struggled with it. And as we were watching it, she went, "Is this real? <laughs> she went, what is this? What, it, what is this film become?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Remember, disco was just dead. I said disco had yeah. just died. And when you see it's Isaac Hayes." <laughs> That's brilliant. And, you know, here he is, fresh off being overlooked for the Death Wish 2 soundtrack, dressed like Napoleon. Oh. And he looks fantastic. I'll I, I tell you what I learned about Isaac Hayes. He's got 12 children from four wives. What? Um, he is the third African American to win an Oscar. Do you know what he won an Oscar for? Uh, was it the soundtrack for Shaft? It is. It's the theme of Shaft, best original yeah. uh, music. Uh, do you know who the other... You do know who the other two are. I'm going to put you on the spot to see who either of you know. But you do know who the other two are. The first two. The first one is a long, 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 long time ago. Um, what? Winning an Oscar? Uh, uh, Black, the first... Uh, yeah, African-American. Uh, the, the first African-American, was it Dorothy Dandridge? Uh, no, no. No. No, it wasn't Dorothy Hattie McDaniel. Hattie McDaniel. Sorry. That's all right. Yeah. I was very close. Um, I tell you why. I know. I tell you why. I've, I've probably got a bit confused. Is Halle Berry was the second, and Harry, Halle Berry played Dorothy Dandridge. All right. In a, a movie about Dorothy Dandridge. Oh. So whenever I think of Halle Berry, I automatically think of Dorothy think of, Dandridge. Nice. Nice. Um, so yeah, no, it, it was Hattie McDaniel. Yeah, Hattie she, McDaniel. She won for um, Gone with the Wind. Gone with the wind. Mammy. Yes. She's Mammy. Sure yes. she did. Sure yes, and the did. second and one, John, it's a male, and we have talked about him in a movie when uh, we did Sydney listener Poitier. request. Oh, well done. <laughs> Took the words right I out was of gonna, his mouth. I was going to say, I was going to say Denzel Washington, but I'm glad I didn't. Eh? <laughs> I was just, to go to a guy for just Oscars, about to say um, <laughs> listener request month. We talked about him in sneakers. Hang on, didn't didn't Hallie? Halle Berry, oh no, Halle Berry was in the future, wasn't she? Yeah, <laughs> the future! Halle- no! Halle Berry, sorry, I'm getting really confused now, because in as we're talking now, Halle Berry won in the past. She did, but yeah, that's But at this right. point, yeah. in 1981, Halle Berry wins in the future, yeah. and now yeah. I'm getting really confused, and a DeLorean's going to turn yeah. up. <laughs> and and, and uh, Doc Brown's going to get out and go, it's the Duke M! Something has to be done about the Duke! <laughs> <laughs> Give me some toy peels from my Mr. Fusion, my Doctor Fusion, <laughs> and some beer, some coors oh, um, from, uh, from, yeah. from, from from. But uh, Halle Berry did also win an Oscar, but it was way far in the future from it this was. movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> Gee, we've confused ourselves now. No, no. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know what year is it. I don't know where are we. Jeez, geez, why does every episode get like this, John? I know. 
I know, I don't get it. Did she win an Oscar for Monsters Ball? She did, yeah. Yeah, she did, yeah. I've still Jesus. not I've still not managed to watch that all the way through. It's, it's a really bit brutal. hard watch. Yeah. It's a bit brutal. Um Snake steals this car, right? This station wagon. <laughs> Got it. Do you want to know what it is? I do. Well, is it not the one from uh, is it Holiday Road? I thought it was. Are they off to Wally World? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the Duke's Cadillac was a 1977 Cadillac Fleetwood Bora, which Borg, Borg Brogman, which we've seen before, but uh, Snake escapes in a 1974 uh, Ford Country Squire. Mm. A country squire. Hello, I'm a Ford country squire. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I was expecting the wood panelling and all he hears, Holiday Road. He says, uh, oh, we're on Broadway. What's wrong with Broadway? It's apparently the street you get bottled on. (laughs) Uh, Broadway is 33 miles long. Uh, And yeah, it goes from the very, very south of Manhattan all the way out into uh, New York State. Wow! Uh, famous buildings on Broadway. Oh my God! Learning facts from this podcast. Who thought? <laughs> it just turns it? out. It just turns out that it actually works. Um, <laughs> famous buildings that you will be aware of. Um, again, Google them and look at them, and you'll go, "I know those." Alexander Hamilton Customs House. It's named after right. that bloke that sings the songs. The Winter Garden Theatre, not to be confused with the one in Blackpool, uh, and the Clamp Building. Obviously, I mean, not, 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 not really, uh, but uh, we, we, can't, we can't say previous episode, but M can say future episode, depending on when well, you're listening to this. Yeah, it depends when this episode's coming yeah. out, because my Gremlins 2 episode is coming out on Thursday. This next. is out on Monday. This is out on Monday. Wow. I mean, turnaround time, guys. Oh, fucking turnaround. It's Saturday night. Yeah, we don't muck about. <laughs> we don't muck about. Tomorrow's going to be a long fact, day. The, the, thing, the thing is, Em, we do muck about a lot of the time, but it just so turns out we wanted you on as a guest, so we, we're, uh, we're, 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 we're tightening the timelines a little bit. Jesus. I mean, hardest working guys in podcasting yeah. or what? Uh, well, yeah. quite possibly. <laughs> Stupid, stupidest guys in podcasting. <laughs> Marty, it's about your editing, Marty. You've got to get it done in 24 hours, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, so yeah, my the next episode as of the as of this coming out will be Gremlins to the new batch. So. Okay, nice one. Do you know what I always I always say this to John? But if we cut out half of our self promotion, our episodes would be an hour long. No, if no. we cut out the self promotion you're doing, Emma, I think this episode would be thirty minutes long. <laughs> uh... <laughs> you said you no. Said, I don't. You do what you want. Mate. You do what you, you want. Said, you said you said you. I've got it written. I've got it <laughs> written on a DM on Twitter. You can promote yourself as often as you want. That's what you said. It's not worth the so paper it's printed the on. Though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're at this train, right? They're, they're keeping the president on this train. Brain distracts these guards really badly. Like, Brain makes out that he's the the king of this. And they're all like, oh, we don't know, Brain. You're a fucking prick. <laughs> you know, Aye, Snake sneaks in it. across the top of the train, which I assume would make loads of noise. He's got these massive boots on. Mm-hmm. You know, that would make like clunk, 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 clunk noise. And it's indoors as well. It's undercover, so there'd be, there'd be a lot yeah, of echoes. Of course there would. He jumps in. There's these two guys talking. And these two guys talk. Oh, that fucking brain. He doesn't have to talk some shit. You're like, wow, everybody hates brain. <laughs> he's like, brain. yeah, but he keeps the gas coming. And there's that, that bit in the in the library where he's got this little tiny oil derrick, hasn't uh, he, going? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And there's a bit Is a little bit later it? on with another little oil derrick. And mm-hmm. he must be getting tiny amounts of oil out from underneath. Yeah, yeah. The, and you're kind of like... 
New York isn't known for its oh, oil. Yeah, I was going to say, if New York was so oil rich, wouldn't the US get their oil domestically and not from <laughs> other oil rich countries? Yeah, yeah. But we've, we've, we, I, I assume we've all seen there will be blood. Uh, I take yeah. my straw and I drink your milkshake. No, Em? No? You've not seen that one? That's yeah. a great movie, by like the way. I feel like I can't say no. That's a great I movie. I don't watch so much stuff. No, and people it's... are just going to think I'm crap. No, no, not <laughs> at all. Not, not at all. It. It's, a, it's, a, it, it's three hours of uh, Daniel Day-Lewis yeah. shouting at a priest. So... Um, the, he, he, as he's as he's over, he overpowers this guy and throws a knife at this guy's head, and it's another perfect example, like Death Wish last week, of somebody just with a prop stuck in them. Like it's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? It's literally the worst makeup in the world, but I love it. Yeah, of course you do. It's yeah. great. Um, as they they escape, they get caught and overpowered, and they don't have to get caught and overpowered. This rugby scrum of men, um, and here's the Duke. Hello, children. Uh, oh no! Hang on, that's a different thing that he said. That. <laughs> uh, he was chef uh, between '97 and 2006, and he I don't was. know if you know this because I'm not a big South Park fan. But he left South Park because they took the piss out of Scientology because he yeah, that's true. Was a Scientologist. Oh. He was, or he is? He well, he's not anymore, mate. He's not anything anymore. He's dead. Oh. <laughs> oh no, he's not dead. He's just evolved. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gone up. He's gone up to the next level. His his yeah, he's leveled up. been cleansed or whatever. Yeah, I yeah. Don't know. that's right. Yeah. He's at that level. He's at that level now where he no longer has to jump the barrels. He can now climb up the ladder and take out the things <laughs> to get Donkey Kong. Uh, that's yeah, yeah. God, I didn't realise there was a Scientologist. Yeah, unfortunately, so everywhere, man. He stabs Snake in the leg and then knocks him out. Uh, oh, he says. He says. Oh, your snake. He, he, the, the way he delivers the lines beautifully goes. Snake Pliskin is <laughs> great. It's uh, a really good delivery of the line. Uh, uh, and and he knocks him out with his tire iron. <laughs> and then as he he falls to the ground, he goes. I heard you were dead. Um, this choppers here to find Snake and the president. We've got twelve hours left. Uh, snake wakes up and he's being guarded by this guy with a crossbow. Um, right at his face, isn't it? Yeah. The thing Duke's, is right at his face. Duke's shooting around the president. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what did I teach you? And he's like, mumble, 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 louder. You're the Duke, a number one. <laughs> you do so much better than I do. That's <laughs> so good. Um, he shoots open the briefcase and there's like, some papers fall out. And this this cassette, this basically, this this Maxwell uh, 90 minute yeah, cassette that, uh, that we would all take. MK, MK I think yeah. you'll find MK. <laughs> uh, your man... Um, Romero picks it up, doesn't he, and takes it. As a uh, fun fact, though, I'm just going to say you can't buy those uh, suitcases anymore with the handcuff on it. You can only buy them separately now, which is really weird. I tried to find one to buy, and you can find them what, anyway. What would you do with it, John? What would you would you keep uh, your, would you keep your your one hundred things notepad in it? I would <laughs> I'd put all my badges in it. I'd make sure I had <laughs> your stickers. Sure I had, I, my, my buck fast. Make sure my. <laughs> My, my haggis is in there, so yeah. Oh, Jesus, save it for next week, John. Save it for next week. Um, this, these prisoners wave them down, and they find the briefcase. It's empty, but for a note, um, and the note basically says, "Amnesty for all prisoners. Uh, no chance they're going to take the choppers in." Uh, meanwhile, Brain realizes that Snake landed on the World Trade Center, and him and Adrian Barbeau are going to head to that. They've got plans to get the glider. Mm-hmm. Snake gets led into this boxing ring, right? 
to fight Ming the Merciless is WWE equivalent. <laughs> That's pretty much it, isn't it? This boy <laughs> has got the eyebrows and the fucking hair. And That's the... what he's known for, mate. Is a guy called Ox Baker, Barker or Baker, isn't right. it? Right. Remember, right? But yeah, he was known for his. He was a professional wrestler and part-time actor. But uh, yeah, he was known for his massive eyebrows his big and stuff eyebrows. like that. Like the Ted, um, the Ted Heath of eighties action, pretty movies. much, yeah. Without all the spitting, <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. But, yeah, he was quite quite rough. He was actually quite rough oh, with was uh, Kurt Russell. Right. Yeah, to the point where I think Kurt Russell had to have a word and hit him in the balls. Apparently, oh really? So the John Carpenter commentary says, but yeah, he, was, he didn't realise he was being so rough with Kurt Russell. And Kurt Russell actually had to, had to say, "Look." You're going to, need to stop this because apparently when you see, see, see when he's hitting him with the um, the baseball bat with the nails, yeah, with yeah. the the can, you could there was some strength behind yeah. those hits. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah it was very actually... clear that they were doing their own stunts as well in that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. and that that's something we we love on this podcast, isn't it? The <laughs> yeah. the, the the start before Duke says uh, tomorrow we're going to roll up to the 69th Street Bridge. With their best man leading from their head up, and then they all cheer. And then he adds completely unnecessarily, from the hood of my car. I yeah, know. they know. <laughs> they know. You didn't have to add that extra bit in. They were just cheering. They knew you yeah, were going to kill him and chop his yeah. head. Um, they're fighting with this club with nails on. And a little bit later on, they get these dustbin lids, <laughs> which yeah. I kind of liked. Um, <laughs> Brain goes to the president. Uh, he tells... Romero, that he's going to check for cyanide capsules. So this is a conversation I was talking about when he was when he's talking to him. It's like, why are you so nervous? Like he's talking to him normally, and that was the first time Romero was actually talking. Perhaps like the person. first scene that was filmed, because you you know how it can be. You change. I mean, I I did it. At, you know, I did it at college. You know, we <laughs> I filmed a lot of stuff. Bless you, a lot of stuff that sorry. we did. That's okay. Apologise. A lot of you allergic to cats. What a way to find on out. But we 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 would film stuff, and and I would always like the idea of filming stuff in order. But it just doesn't it doesn't work that way. You know, you can't film stuff mm. chronologically always. Although I like films that do specifically film stuff chronologically. Um, but he he says he's going to check in for these cyanide capsules, and it turns out uh, that Romero's traded cabbie for his hat. He's wearing this hat, and at this point, I thought he looked like the ghost of Christmas past from Scrooge. Yeah. So then. <laughs> Sorry then. I'm never going to be able to watch Scrooge again without thinking that. Um, Romero. We don't know what he's traded him for, though. But what I will tell you is, Donald Pleasant looks fire in this wig. At his own request. Really? He wanted a, he wanted a, he requested that he wanted a scene where he was wearing a wig, and that was the, that was wow. the, the scene. I mean, look, I, I have very little hair as well, and, and I would probably <laughs> want the scene in every film I'm in where I'm wearing a wig. But... I mean that is that is really testament to the fact that guy was involved in this. He was it wasn't just a paycheck or oh yeah yeah whatever yeah. you know pr- proper actor. I class him as a proper actor. Yeah, so do I. Absolutely, I do. Um, I class him as a proper actor every Christmas when I'm watching The Greatest Game. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, brain stabs Romero, and Adrian Barbeau shoots. Three bullets and kills three guys. Three she people. is cold blooded. <laughs> she, she really is. Wow. Name Mason. Uh, snake hits massive Ming in the stomach and then goes behind him and it caves his skull in with his with his back. That's a good scene though, the way it's stuck yeah. into his head. I thought yeah. it was a good scene. Uh Snake Snake's watching all the time this guy who's got the the the, the kind of the, the clasp activation mm-hmm. button. Um and he and he jumps kind of he jumps at him, hits the kind of the release and presses the button. 
mm-hmm. and then runs for it. Um, Snake gets to the World Trade Center and on the roof. Now, this is the one bit I wasn't comfortable with, and I'm sure both of you picked this up as well. The glider's yeah. been cut away and then thrown off by these quote-unquote red skin savages. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, the whole we thing is that these are, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a racial slur in there. I'm not cool with it. Uh, we'll move on. But the plane, the glider falling down is the only bit that looks really shit in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they have red wings as well. What's the point in that? It had red wings and then when it was coming down, the wings were white. I'm like, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, and one of the facts I was going to tell you on is the fact that the 3D imaging, the computer images, yes. aren't computer images. Oh, you stole it from me again. Uh, 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 please, Em. Um, <laughs> you let us know. Because <laughs> I, I thought this was so interesting because yeah, I've watched this for years and years and I genuinely thought that was computer-generated graphics, and it blew me away when I found out what they did. So, if you want to elaborate, no, 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 you, 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 you might as well go ahead. Can't you even guess anymore, John. I know. Jesus. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we can't have nice people. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you what, you, you do that, and I'll do. Hopefully, one that you won't steal, but I'll append something on the end if you, as long okay, as you okay. don't steal it beforehand. Okay, okay, right. So, the actual. 3D graphics were basically a blacked out model of the city and they just taped white tape around the extremities and obviously the, the, the windows just to give it that effect and just pan the camera across it. Oh, wow. So it wasn't, I know, it's, honestly, I couldn't believe it. I actually watched a documentary on how they did it. It was, it was so interesting. Yeah, it it's incredible. Because yeah. you, you, it does look like uh, a computer 3D wireframe animation. Yeah. Absolutely. No. Yeah. Uh, and it's absolutely not. But the other thing that I would just append onto that was that that particular model city was then repainted and reused for the movie Blade Runner. Oh, oh wow. Right, I didn't know that. Love Blade Runner as well. Love it. Uh, yeah. I hate to say it. I, I really like the new one as well, but I know I'm not uh, allowed to yeah. say that. I'm not no, a big fan of the original. Blade Runner 2049 is incredible. I love yeah. that. Uh, I will will eventually get round to watching the new one, but I'm not a big fan it's... of the original one. Deep but I, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of the original, but I love 2049. Okay, but yeah. I feel like I need to watch the original before I go on to 2049. Do you know? Mm. I mean, yeah, I well, I need to actually. get Rachel to watch it because she's never seen the original at all. <laughs> yeah. I think no, she needs yeah. at least Fair a bit enough. of world setting. And Rutger Hauer. I mean, who doesn't love Rutger Hauer? Oh, God, that last scene. Yeah. Get on my throat every time I see it. Uh, so, Brain and the President and Adrian Barbo were up on the roof trying to get out. Um, but they've got a car in the lobby, which we'd seen as they went by. So they head back downstairs to the car. <laughs> it looked like a Yugo, John. <laughs> no, it's, do you know what it is? It's a, Toyota, it's a Toyota Corolla. Is it really? Wow. It really is, yeah. Check it looks like out. a right so, yeah. cut and shut job. <laughs> <It's tiny. laughs> it really and is. The car won't start. Why won't the car start? Because there's somebody in the engine. There's a shooter in the bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. And Duke's here. Now, what the fuck has Duke got? Has he got some sort of steam-powered gun? Yeah, like there's a piston that's like, yeah, it's a bit crazy. It's like a steampunk thing, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, have they kind of like, they're running out of bullets, so they've kind of gone back to the thing. The Snake shoots this, and it kind of like steams up in his face. And they escape. Yeah. Um, uh, thankfully, uh, just, just here he is, old Deus Ex Cabby. Uh, he's <laughs> traded his hat for the tape. So Snake puts the tape in, and originally they mention the tape, or they mention mm. why why he needs to kind of free him. But it's something about nuclear war, and he puts the tape mm. on for like 
maybe two or three seconds. And it's just him talking about, you know, whatever. You don't really know. And I I guess that's kind of good, but I'm a bit of a completist. I want to know exactly what the ins and outs of this are. And and, and we never will. It's for for a conference. And I looked up the conference, and the conference is more about technology. Right. So whatever's on the tape, it's either going to be something like how to get unlimited power on nuclear power or something, something yeah. like that. So that's the only thing I'm getting it from. It okay. Some sort of. So basically, Snake is 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 ruining all of our chances at free energy, which we could probably well, do with today in Britain, um, <laughs> like the free broadband that we would have got if Jeremy Corbyn had got in. But anyway, uh, I, uh, I I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Because I know it doesn't always go down well with our listeners. Um, I know we've got a lot of, I know we've got a lot, a lot of right-wing Nazi listeners, uh, and I don't want to upset them. Oh, I do. I fucking punch the lot of you. Um, anyway, uh, snakes, snakes keeping this tape. Uh, they head for the bridge, and they're swerving the mines, right? And this is where I got annoyed, yep. because Brain knows where all the mines are. And he's like, keep left, keep left. Uh, mm-hmm. and, they keeps, and, and, and he keeps left. And he blows the car in half, which is a brilliant kind of little... I watched it four times, and on the third time I noticed that when he says it, Snake was looking at his radio or looking at something. Right. And then when he said that, he went, oh, and then... So I think oh, right. I, okay. I, so think that was, I think that was Snake. That's on Snake. That's on Snake. Yeah, that's okay. on Snake. Um, it, it blows up the car, and all three of them in the back are absolutely fine. Snake gets <laughs> yeah. out, but poor Cabby. Oh, just makes Cabby me sad. I really did. It made me sad. Um, Brain has got no idea. Like, they're running to the right, and Brain's like, keep left, left, keep left. left. And he just blows, doesn't he? He just goes up. Aye. Adrian Barbo <laughs> doesn't understand. Laughed. I just laughed at someone dying. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, so did I. And he's dead. Uh... Um, uh, Adrian Barbo uh, basically just won't leave him. Uh, and he's like, look, he's dead. And she decides to get revenge on the Duke, shooting. And she does get terrible revenge on the Duke by shooting out his headlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's rubbish. Uh, and Considering <laughs> she was such a good shot earlier as well. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Exactly yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Three shots. She maybe got night blindness. I can't imagine. She'd have been good at Duck Hunt as well. She was all over it. <laughs> uh, he runs into a car. Which kind of hits her and and, and, and kills her. I mean, that's a very sudden Gruesome. death. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, the Duke is um is at, is after them, following them on foot now. Uh, they winch mm-hmm. the president up the wall. Uh, Duke grabs Snake. They have a bit of a tussle, uh, and then Snake jumps up on the thing. And as he's on his way up, the president stops. Aye, I thought it was a bit of a shit move. decides to start gunning him down. And he says, John, once again, for the listeners at home. You're the joke! <laughs> hey, number one! I can't, can't keep doing he this does. to me, man. Of course you They're can. Putting me, putting me and him under pressure with all these questions and <laughs> requests. I, I actually have a question. <laughs> yes. Because one of the things that annoyed me a little bit was, so Snake and the Duke have a tussle. The Duke's got a gun. Yeah. Uh, and Snake obviously knocks the gun out of his hand and they have a bit of a tussle. And then Snake climbs up the rubbish to, to get to the um mm-hmm. get to safety. Yeah. Why doesn't he take the Duke's gun? Look because at he's, there. He's, he's literally got minutes left, so when he looked at it he literally had like a minute something on. But he still could have picked the gun up because then I the Duke know. wouldn't have a gun. It makes uh, no sense. True. Or just throw it into the water. You saw him. Yeah, you could have done He it. had a gun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the Duke A number one 
reference, by the way, uh, is from the theme from New York, New York, which we have spoken about before, John. And I had to go New through York, the, uh, the the all of the notes I've done over the last 11 months to find out which film it was. And I'm now thinking John, about that New York song that you sang earlier on. That's all I've got in my head now. <laughs> I'm now thinking about New York, New York, the song from Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Which it's is the same song. It's That's the same, same song. Um, uh, it is the uh, Frank Sinatra song, uh, yeah. which was written by Kanda and Ebb, who wrote it for Cabaret, and they also wrote Chicago, uh, which I fucking hate. Great it's another one of those films I oh, hate. What? No, I hate it. No. What? It's rubbish. Chicago. Oh, it's rubbish. It's nonsense. It's for, it's for people that aren't me. Uh, but look, Em, as as oh, as yes. you as you'll oh, realise, yes. I am uh, I, I I it's not a character, but I might be layering it on a little bit thick, Em, which I hate every movie. <laughs> By the way, I hate Chicago. It's crap, uh, <laughs> and it's it's now she's won an Oscar. At least we don't have to see any more Catherine Zeta-Jones. So I'm happy. That's fine. Have you noticed she doesn't do anything anymore? Because she's won the Oscar. Uh, apart from apart from Michael Douglas. No, I don't. <laughs> Did Michael Douglas not say that he got throat cancer from... Or the kind of lingus yeah. yeah. Sorry, Em, I'm embarrassed now. There's a, there's a girl on the podcast and I don't really... I look, cunning... right? Look, you don't have to be embarrassed. I am a grown-up. Look, I know what you're talking about, and I'm I fine know. with it. I know. We but... did say cunning linguist. <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, what a fucking arsehole he is. Yeah. That's what he show. said. Yeah. yeah, you can Google That's that. It's a real thing. He was, he was addicted to sex, remember? So, for a long time. Look, right, I'm not being funny, but that is kind of every girl's dream, really. To, not to get, not to get cancer. But... <laughs> if you're going to take him out, you may as well take him out properly. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is like the dream man right there, listeners. Uh, you know, if you, if you enjoy uh, being a cunning linguist, then that that is the dream for for pretty much every woman. Yeah, what you? Eat. Oh Jesus! Sorry. Are you going to cut this out? No, yeah. no, no, no. This is, this is gold. This is absolute gold. Shit! I really am ruining my reputation. Oh, no. or, or, Sorry, or, or improving only it. Two. Only two people are going to listen to this anyway. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so he, he works his he works his way up, and he speaks to the president. and And Snake Snake gives him the tape. Uh, they stop the explosives with like three like three seconds to go or something. And, mm-hmm. and he says, "Oh, look, you know." He says, "He says, oh, is there anything I can do for you?" He says, "Yeah, Miss President, I'd, I'd like just a minute of your time." And he really doesn't want to give it. He's like, "Yeah, well, I'm going on on air soon." He says, "A lot mm-hmm. of people died for you to get there." Yeah, and and the country's grateful for it. And he just doesn't give a shit. And you, you can't help thinking that what's about to transpire may not have transpired had he shown a little bit of humility about the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Hawk wants to give Snake a job. He's not having any of it. The president's on camera. He says, look, I'm going to play you this tape. And the tape's this fantastic cabbie music, isn't it? This super kind of... Like this fantastic... And his face kind of drops. And in the distance, Snake's destroying the tape. And the credits roll. Old school. Should have got a pen in there and just got it right, right back in again. But he throws the tape on the ground. And they could have fixed that. 
No, but he rips the tape up, doesn't he? Oh, you he can still fix. Up. Oh, trust, trust me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a child of the eighties. You can still pen. fix that. You can still look. Fix that. I'm a child of the eighties too. Uh, just FYI, um, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm not not as old as you, obviously. No, nobody's um, as old as John. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cheers for that. <laughs> I, and I know that you can you can fix tapes mm-hmm. quite well. I remember I I put tapes together. Do I did like media studies in college, so you know it was all that like editing. Yeah, the, yep, the tape. Really Slice old. Tape really, we're really old. Yeah. Um, to all the young people who are listening, um, with their digital tickety tocks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, if if the because he really pulled it apart though. He yeah, does. He just... Yeah, he does. A, he does a job on it. So yeah, I kind of feel like that is kind of beyond any sort of uh, fix. But yeah, I, I think, mean, yeah, I, I think I, you I probably got it. I'm not the president, and the president at the end of this movie is a complete dickhead. He is. Look, well, they've I... just that guy's just saved your life. And you literally don't care about him. You don't care about the other people in the prison. You, it's just a dick. Yeah, yes, absolutely, it really is. Uh, Margaret Thatcher, Ronald Reagan, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is the movie. I'm pretty sure we have a few bits and pieces to cover before we finish. Yeah. M, you're the yep. guest. Why don't you go first? Can I? Can I go through all of my additional pieces? Please do. Yeah, yeah. get get yeah, get them out there. Okay, so. Uh, one of my favourite facts about this movie, actually, is that Kurt Russell was known as a Disney actor before doing this movie. And one of the things was jo- John Carpenter wanted Kurt Russell for this movie, but the mm. studio weren't particularly keen because it was like it's like hiring a Jonas brother, you know, to, to do <laughs> yeah. a serious movie. Uh, yeah, that yeah. was, I mean, I'm, I'm not really hot on my Disney actors and the Jonas brothers were the only ones <laughs> okay. I could think of. Um, but yeah, it would be like hiring a Jonas brother to do a really serious sci-fi action b movie thing um so i think i think that's a brilliant fact and you should yeah. definitely add that to you yeah list. definitely um the character of snake pliskin which is a fabulous name by the way and i love his snake tattoo on his oh stomach. on his yeah we missed that on his stomach yeah, yeah. and kurt russell just on a sideline what a man i mean i've mm. i've spoken at length about kurt russell uh, on my podcast, Verbal Diorama, available in your podcast app of choice. Uh, I've I've covered uh, well. I've done uh, the thing, which is obviously another uh, collaboration between him and John Carpenter. And I've also done Big Trouble in Little China, which is the other collaboration uh, that's not Escape from LA or the Elvis movie. Um, but otherwise, um, so I've I've covered a lot of John Carpenter and, and Kurt Russell, and and in this movie, this is really fit, attractive Kurt Russell. Uh, even yeah. with the eye patch, which obviously is, you know, it was just something that Kurt Russell made up. Um, yeah. But just, just got, it's it's a really Something interesting physique because it's mm-hmm. not like really muscular. He's not ripped. He's not like Chris Hemsworth ripped, but yeah. he's he's just got like a really nice body. <laughs> yeah. But for, the, for the age as well, I think, especially in that time, but we've watched like the Beastmaster, not so we've seen all these people mm. with the big pecs of flat, but I know what you mean. There wasn't anything. I think the sleeve of shirt helped, but I know what you mean. He wasn't like totally ripped, but he still, he still carried off the look. Yeah. He's just so attractive in this movie. Um, mm. An interesting thing about the character of Snake Pliskin, I read that in Italy, he's called Hyena, and oh. in South <laughs> Korea, he's called Cobra. Oh. Uh, for some reason, they couldn't use snake, or they didn't want to use snake. But one of my favorite favorite facts um, about this particular movie, just in general, and the character of Snake Pliskin, is I grew up playing video games, uh, and uh, I basically 
this is going to say how old I am, but I basically started with a ZX Spectrum and then I had uh, like a NES, I had a SNES and I had a Mega Drive and all of mm-hmm. those kind of consoles. But my favorite console was um, the original PlayStation. Okay. And on the right. original PlayStation, there was a, a very famous game, a Hideo Kojima game called Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> yep. And the character in Metal Gear Solid is named after Snake Plissken. He's called yeah. Solid Snake. Solid Snake. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, a really great series of games. I don't know if yeah. anyone listening has played Metal Gear Solid. That was basically one of the best PlayStation games that was out there. Yeah, um, loved it. And it looked beautiful as well. Loved it. Uh, I'm, I'm just I'm just a huge fan of that kind of era of gaming. Uh, mm-hmm. Which footprints like- are these? <laughs> no, no. Turn your controller upside down and fight oh, me. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Unplug, your control, unplug your controller and put it in port two. Fucking hell. Aye. Yeah, this, it, was, yeah. it was all really good at that time. It was all well thought out. It was fantastic. It was, a, it was a great era of gaming. And I know we're going mm-hmm. off topic a little bit, but you mentioned N64 games earlier yeah. that are coming to the Switch. Yeah. I mean, that was such a remarkable console. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people forget how great the N64 was. Yeah. But that that's my era of gaming. So, yeah. Same, um, same. yeah. It's a good time huge, to be alive. Good time yeah, to be alive. Huge fan of Metal Gear Solid, uh, just, just generally. And what else no. have I got? Uh, I've got a couple of other things. Um, okay. I mentioned that I had another Alien reference. This is great. I'm really proud of myself for this one. Okay. <laughs> so... Um, well, actually, the same day that this episode comes out, because if this episode is coming out on Monday, mm-hmm. uh, I'm actually having an episode coming out the same day as this. It's a special bonus episode, uh, and it's going to be on Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection. Um, and one of the interesting things that's going to link this movie, because I love linking things, this movie mm-hmm. to Alien 3 is that William Gibson, uh, he is a writer. He wrote a novel called Neuromancer. And it's one of the most the novels he's most famous for. And he mm-hmm. credits this film as an influence for his novel Neuromancer. And William Gibson right. actually wrote the first draft of Alien 3. And there well, were many, well. many different drafts of Alien 3. I'm going to be talking about it in the episode that's going to be coming out the same day as this. But all of the different drafts of Alien 3. But uh, William Gibson, who credits this film, uh, is actually one of the people who... There's little bits of his kind of ideas that end up in Alien 3, but overall, uh, Alien 3 is just completely... I mean, that's a batshit crazy movie uh, with so many problems on set. Um, But otherwise, I thought that was a nice little link. Again, to plug my own podcast. (laughs) Uh, That's what you're here for. David Fenton as well. Mainly to look at this. And have I got anything else? Um, No. I think that's it. Okay. Oh, the uh, production design was sourced from rubbish dumps and landfill. That was the other thing that I found. Like every looks... film I made at college. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> because it does look really dirty. That's one of the things about this movie. It looks really dirty and filthy and, oh, yeah. you yeah. know, decrepit Boggin. and run down and all of that stuff. <clears throat> and that's because it's literally they went to a landfill and they were like, right, what can we find at this landfill for this movie? So that's where it all came from. Fantastic. Cool. John? It's just in the same vein um, as Emma was saying. It's really looked so filthy because it could get a lot of places to record that were burnt out because of the St. Louis fires. Oh, right. Wow. St. Louis, is it St. Louis fires? So it's probably time to perfection um, that they were able to get them to turn off certain parts of the grid, darken it out, use burnt out buildings. So that's perfect. Uh, the other things I've got is Special Unit Texas Thunder is not real, but there's a song. <laughs> there's a song on Spotify by uh, Moggy Grumble. <laughs> right. um, the USPF 
uh, is not real, but it was, it was created by John Carpenter and they walk about with M16s. Uh, okay. And that's the gun that they used to kill the Duke. And two people were up to play the part of Snake Plissken before John fought for Kurt Russell. And one was Tommy Lee Jones and the other one was um, Chuck Bronson, but he was too, too old. Too old to play Snake Plissken. <laughs> Not wrong, mate. I could I could go on as to those loads, but yeah, that's, that's me. Okay, that's me. fantastic. A uh, couple of things on uh, <laughs> Kurt Russell. His first film was aged ten. He starred with Elvis in It Happened at the World's Fair. He Jesus. also voiced Elvis in Forrest Gump. So when you watch that scene with young Forrest Gump. He is Elvis in that. Um, and this is its not true. So I've, I've got to kind of pre, preempt it with it's not true. But it was rumoured that Walt Disney's last words were Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> and you can look this up on the internet. There are loads of things around it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, when right. he was... Because okay. I think he had just been in the uh, computer war tennis shoes... In the uh, in the seventies, when he was a, when oh, he was right. a teenager, uh, yeah, mm. and uh, he was uh, I, the the rumor is that Walt Disney thought he would be the next big thing, and he wasn't wrong. Let's be fair, he wasn't wrong. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's that's apparently that's technically not true. Um, famous eye patch wearers. <laughs> Snake wears oh an eye patch. Gabrielle, the singer, dreams can come true. Uh, director Fritz Lang and rapper Slick Rick. There you go. Um, that is me, other than Lee Van Cleef, uh, was, had one blue eye and one green, green eye, like David Bowie. That is heterochromia. And Mm -hmm. after the war, because he was in the war, had a brief career as an accountant before he became the master. Right. That is me. I'm out. I'm done. I'm finished. Uh, I'm going to top these up while I'm totting them up. Em, how many do you think we got? Oh, Jess, what do you think? Well, she's just shouting in the background. Uh, sorry, by the way, listeners, uh, Jess has been in the room and so she has occasionally been making a little bit of noise. So I do apologise uh, for any cat-based noise. Although, to be honest, <laughs> whenever she's on my podcast, people fucking love her. Like, they want more of her than they do of me. So That's annoying, isn't it? That is annoying. I mean... Yeah, upstaged. Upstaged by the I, cat. I did, I did a charity live stream. And when I was on the camera, like... I got a couple of donations. As soon as Jess comes on the camera, people were like, cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. And it's like, that is the power of a cat. They all yeah. want to see your pussy. That's fine. I understand. <laughs> that's, that's, that is the power of pussy. As, uh, it is as the power say. of pussy. Um, but, um, well, sorry, what was the question you asked me? <laughs> how, how, many, how many things do you think we have learned? How us? many? Well, obviously, I, I, I hope it's 100, but I don't think it is. Okay. I am going to guess that we have learned. I tell you what, because it's topical, I'm going to say we've learned 69 things. Oh, nice. man. Okay. John? Uh, I'm going to say 105. You're both wrong. John, oh. you're the closest. 110 Me? things. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! This is why well we done. have on the show. Mate, so I, I knew we were going to get close to 100. Well done. <laughs> well done, Em. Thank Fantastic you. Fantastic work. Wow. Thank you for stealing my facts and regurgitating some of mine. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for stealing my facts. You are uh, welcome. You are welcome. War of words. I did it for you. I did it for Jess. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, Em, do you want to tell us where you can find your podcast? But apparently you can find Verbal Diorama oh. anywhere that you get your podcast. 
I mean, I mean, you can, but to be honest, you've you've not given me any opportunity to plug my own podcast no, at all. No, and, and, and you haven't episode. taken the opportunity that we haven't given you. No, yourself. I haven't because I'm a very good, respectful guest. I would yes. never ever take the opportunity to plug my own show during the duration of recording. But I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity finally now to do so. Thank you so much for being so gracious uh, and allowing me to let people know that uh <laughs> sorry jess is jess is doing something what are you doing Come on. okay you sit on my lap while i do this um right anyway sorry um so yeah my name is em uh, i am not a habitual liar um uh, I, I it's true that i have not seen goodfellas uh, and i haven't seen tron but i have seen some really fantastic movies um at least uh as of recording 115 of them because i've got 115 episodes of my podcast verbal diorama um <laughs> As I say, I like to talk about the history and legacy of movies you know and movies you don't. I've got a kick-ass theme tune that everyone loves. People love my cat on my podcast. People love the theme song even more. I am literally like a tertiary thing on my own podcast. People don't give a shit about me. They just care about the cat and the theme song. So if you like cats and theme songs, um, <laughs> then you will definitely like my podcast. Uh, I like to go into production stories, history, trivia, casting stories um, and basically I like to be a bit of a positive voice when it comes to movies I know I've not been especially positive today um, <laughs> but you know just generally on my podcast I am a solo podcast host as well so I do sound a lot different on my own podcast because I don't really have anyone to talk to on my podcast apart from myself so but yeah I like to be positive I like to I like to just shine a light on the, the actual making of a movie because making a movie is really tough and yeah. I think that we should celebrate that a little bit more so yeah, I, I do like to be a little bit positive and just I love um stories about you know things like special effects I love practical effects on my podcast always try and champion practical effects and I'm also a big fan of animation as well so if you like cats good theme songs practical effects animation and you know, maybe habitual liars who've never seen Goodfellas, <laughs> then I think you would really like my podcast. <laughs> I'm not a habitual liar. You've sold it. You've sold it. No, no, but from here on in, you are a habitual liar. It's fine. No. From here on in, <laughs> that not. is that you that is I'm the cat the character is now M habitual liar. Sorry. No, I, I promise. <laughs> I promise that I'm I'm not. Uh please don't think that I am. I'm a very nice person. <laughs> On the end side. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell the truth if I can get something out of it. Yeah. I know I always yeah. do tell the truth. <laughs> as long as there's money in it, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, fantastic thank you and we really really do appreciate you taking the time out to to come on the podcast uh you know where you can get us people uh we are uh, on um all the places that you can download podcasts and we want a review in all the places that you can download podcasts so if it gives you the chance to give five stars please do that because that's great give us a little message tell us what we missed in this movie tell us what uh what your favorite bit of the movie was just basically tell us what you enjoyed about the film, get us mostly on Twitter at 100 Things Pod. Get us on Facebook and Instagram at 100 Things Film. Oh, I've not told I've not told anyone where they can find you me. You haven't, and I'll let you do that right now. Go for it. <laughs> While we're doing it, you might as well. Sorry, That's I just okay. realised. Go for it. I haven't even done the full spiel. Uh, I've been too busy talking about being a habitual liar. That's um, yeah. Don't lie about what these what, where they can find you. Don't say they. No, can, I, don't say they can I, find I, you in the Hollywood Hills. Or just say <laughs> you won't find me on, and then they'll believe you. <laughs> no, 
yes, you can also find me on Twitter. I am at Verbal Diorama. Uh, I'm also at Verbal Diorama on Facebook and Instagram because I chose a very strange name for my podcast, um, which no one else thought of. So yay for me yeah, for being well weird. Uh, but just just to, just on a by note, uh, I know this kind of all came together quite quickly, and you guys definitely weren't uh, planning to have me on for this episode. <laughs> and I feel like I've kind of forced my way in a little bit. Although you did you did offer, we so we're, I, I we're delighted really forced my way in. You forced you your way in. It's been it's been great. <laughs> no, it's been, we don't. It's been great. We've got fa- hundred fa- uh, ten facts. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's been perfect. Well, uh, I'm I'm really I'm really happy that we got 105. I had no idea that we got that many. Um, but I'm really really grateful and thankful for you guys to actually let me come on and you know wreak a little bit of havoc on your little podcast. <laughs> and, and I with that damn cat. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope if our listeners uh, haven't yet uh, listened to you, they'll they'll pick something out of your uh, of your many many episodes that they they're into. Um, as for us, next week, John, we enter a very special month when everybody's no. doing, oh, it's spooky season, man. We're yeah. going to do spooky yeah, season. Me, Let's talk it. horror movies. <laughs> horror movies are so, oh, they're so cute. Don't you love a horror movie? They're so we'll do us at We'll do us at Christmas. Not us. We're going to do horror <laughs> movies at Christmas, and we're doing Scotchtoberfest. We are going to bring you yep. four episodes throughout the month about the best of Scottish Scotland films, most likely films from Scotland that you haven't seen. We're not yeah. covering train spotting. We wanted oh, to. Yeah, but we're not going to do it. We're nah, not going to do it. We're thinking about it, but it's too obvious. It is the most obvious. Yeah. It is. We're going to start next week with the fantastic Gregory's Girl. <laughs> Gregory's Girl. Gregory's Girl. Bella, Bella. Bella, Bella. Bella, Bella. Yeah. Anyway, enough of that for now. John, do you want to say goodbye? Oh, bye, guys. But we've looked at the numbers for the downloads. It's been fantastic. So, again, thanks for your support. And, look, thanks, Em, for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure for you. <laughs> Has it, though? <laughs> <laughs> oh, for me? Oh, yeah, yeah you've had a great me. time. <laughs> look, I know. I can see you, your faces, and I know you've literally been grimacing. I, I, think, I think I saw one of you mouth to the other something about me fucking off somewhere. I, I don't know. Um, I'm not entirely certain because you didn't actually say it on the mic, but... The, the, the looks on your faces have basically told me that I know that I'm not welcome back. Uh, I, <laughs> you really I <are>. understand. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much um, for coming on. And thank you, listeners, again, for continuing to listen, continuing to support us. I've uh, got to say, the coffers are empty now that we've had a few uh, drinks out. So if you do want to buy us a coffee, you can uh, buy, buy us a coffee. I'll put the link in the uh, show notes, but I'll also link to M's show but I won't link to M's Patreon because she's got enough money she's fine um, <laughs> but for us I've been Mark he's been John she's been M and we've been 110 things we learned from How, are you not 110 oh you are 110 sorry <laughs> okay I thought you just got That's your right. podcast just, name wrong just, <laughs> We've just been corrected on our <laughs> podcast by M from Verbal Diorama, which you can get from so all the sorry. places that you get your podcasts. Apparently. Please, please continue. Oh uh, no, oh no, we're continue. finished. See you guys. <laughs> oh god. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs>